you're not going to be uh, sniffling all that saliva and snot the whole show. Like, I'm not going to have to listen to you hack and wheeze through the whole show with your uh, touch of consumption. No. Listen, listen, how often do I not, like, mute my microphone? That's been the issue countless times. But I heard you earlier, you're like, like those ones, you know? Like, that's, like, a bit much. Well, yeah, I'm not going to do that on the air. I'm going to mute my mic. If If you hear it, it's because you can hear me when uh, I muted my microphone. Well, I have to suffer through yeah. it with the audience. I guess you're I can't gonna, argue that. Yeah, you're yeah. going to have to deal with that. Fair enough. Speaking of suffering, what what did you get into this week? Did you did you do any? Uh, Me? Well, you know, I do a lot of watching film. I whack off a lot. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, did you do, I, I was segueing from suffering. That's why I said, did you do any this week? Like, did you do any yeah. suffering this week? No, I, I, you know, I'm in the Zen zone, man. I like, it's funny. I talked to my sister today, which was like out of the blue. She took the bar. Well, she's, this is like her fourth time taking the bar. Um, the bar, dude. It's like, yeah, she's she fucking, and yeah, I don't know. She doesn't find out till September, but this is her third time. She does. She's not confident, but you know, she doesn't, it's kind of sad. Like the sad story is she wanted to be agent Scully and be like fucking, you know, uh, what, what is it that she does? She's, she was, um, like the autopsy, you know, there's a forensics. She wanted to do forensics. And so she started in community college back in the fucking 90s doing uh, uh, criminal justice and shit. But then she kept doing it 10 years in, and now she's like law degree, like doctorate, juris doctorate of law, right? But she's taken, and, you know, in her defense, she had, um, she got pregnant in her last year of law, so she was literally like, having a baby while she was trying to finish her like master's degree and then she you know well i don't i mean i'm not going to talk too much shit about this this sister because i actually like this one a little bit but she's 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 a hard worker and she's come a long way but the sad thing is is that's not like her thing you know like she's an art like my family we're family of artists you know we're all like you know musically inclined or like i'm a writer and my sister she's actually a writer that's what she does she likes poetry but she never she never like did that She's like, well, I'll just do law. And then fucking now she's like on her third bar, you know, and she's going, I don't think this is what I want to do. <laughs> she's got like like $4,000 a month fucking student loans. And she's like, I don't think I want to be a lawyer after all. That <laughs> like that's worst? fucked, right? Yeah. And she's also like super liberal too. So she's probably going, oh, it's not what I expected. And she has all this bleeding heart ideals. When if you, And this is my opinion. Like if you're going to be a fucking lawyer, you should be a goddamn shark and you should be going, I want to work for the best law firm where I can like have my own BMW, like company Beamer, right? And like, but she's like a bleeding heart. Like, oh, I want to go work public fucking defender. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're, you're in one of the highest paying like professions and you want to go get paid fucking crackers, you know? Like what the fuck? Like go be an entertainment lawyer in Hollywood and just like make tons of money because Hollywood people are always fucking up. You know what I mean? Like that's how I see it, but she's like bleeding heart liberal and wants to help all the goddamn whatever. Yeah. And then I feel bad and I'm not like like I I try to console her, you know, like, "Oh, well, you know, there's still time and you can do this and you can do that." And like you know, just because that's what you did, whatever. But then she starts whining about her student loans, and I and I and I'm trying not to be like condescending, although that's just how I am, I guess. 
And I'm going, well, I don't have that problem because I went to the Army and they paid for my college. <laughs> like, rub it in, right? Yeah, like well, rub yeah, it in. you've got but, to. But that's, uh, that's the gist. And, and, you know, like, that's that's my... I don't know. That's my opinion, man. Like, I think, um, I think fucking civil service should be like a requirement. You know, like get out of school. You want to do college? Go join the military, or go even something simple like work at the DMV or fucking like something, right? Like do right. some civil service, and here's some college money. Like it doesn't have to be just military, which I think ideally, if you're smart, like just fucking do four years. You know, get that college money. Like maybe you'll deploy whatever. You know, but do that four years, get some college money, and boom. You know, but everybody's like, oh, you know, whatever. And and I think, and again, this is just my opinion. I think the problem with a lot of people is they get right out of high school. They're like, I gotta go to college, and it's like they haven't even decided what they want to do. And they kind of like, what do you call it, wishy-washy, go into something like, well, I think I want to be a whatever you know, basket weaving <laughs> or fucking like some liberal arts gay homo shit. And then they're realizing like 10 years down the road when they're a full grown adult with like bills and rent and fucking now this student loan for some shit that they're going, what the fuck? Like I put 10 years into basket weaving <laughs> and it's not going to pay my fucking mortgage and yeah. whatever, right? Daria actually said something about this. Remember that show Daria? I know you're not crazy about it. She had made the point. Somebody said, I guess they were doing a career day, and they said, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And she says, hopefully not looking back on my uh, forced decision of what career I wanted to do when I was still a teenager. Like, right. that's, that's the kind of thing that we push on our kids, right? And the yeah, thing yeah. about college is the first two years, you're not doing shit that has anything to do with your – you don't have to do anything that has to do with any career plan whatsoever. Yeah. You could go in – saying hey i just want a like a, a, a business track or a liberal arts track and then you do your first two years of gen eds and then you can focus on your yeah yeah um, that's I'm, that's like pragmatic right that's like the pragmatic way or like you know what i think of is um remember on office space when he talks about that career test where everybody yeah, gets yeah. like i i want to become a doctor and it's like well that thing doesn't make sense because if that worked then there would be no fucking janitors or people working at right. mcdonald's so it's kind of like an clean up, nobody would clean, clean up shit for a million dollars um and that's kind of what uh well first i want to address critter me timbers of course always always a pleasure to have critter me timbers in the chat um and in the discord now so now if, if we weren't already a buzzing beehive of activity in our discord now we have critter me timbers in there so uh if you needed some kind of uh incentive to come join us there it is she's a fan of us and we're a fan of her like exactly. big fan. Yep. yeah uh but she she had mentioned people should go and make uh make them do road cleanup detail picking up trash yeah That's something that i totally agree oh. with i think yeah. um i think that should be the punishment like like transportation services yeah, right some, drive a bus for there, two years fix and the fences on the side of the road you know, civil service, right? right. Like, do some something. Because I get yeah. not everybody wanting to be in the military because of this whole, A, you know, you've got the people who, I don't want to go fight for oil, and then the other people who are like, I don't want to go fight for the Jews. You know, and then there's, like, the guys in the middle who are just <laughs> like, well, I just want to fight for my country. I, I want to do my part for my country because this is what I, I, I understand is expected of me as an able-bodied man. Um, so I think that, yeah, some kind of civil service, driving a bus, cleaning up trash, sanitation work, whatever, whatever do that for two years and get your college paid for 
Anyways, I was talking to my son, my cool. oldest, about this the other day. Uh, as you know, this whole, first of all, I don't think it's going to go through this whole two years of college. I know Biden was talking about uh, he wants two years of preschool and two years of college paid for, taxpayer paid for. Um, that's his, his push, because he says 12 years of school is no longer enough. So starting with that, and I want to just attack that real quick. The reason why 12 years of school is not enough for our modern job market is because those additional years of college are an indication that you invested in yourself, that you cared so much about yourself and believed so much in yourself that you were willing to invest in yourself to go out yeah. and get a degree. That is why 12 years is not enough. That's enough for a lot of jobs. I mean, what is it like 40% of the jobs out there require college? The rest of them don't. So 60% yeah. of them, just 12 years is enough. Uh, but when all of a sudden you make it to where two years of college is free, uh, that means all of a sudden that 14 years is not going to be enough. And then ultimately, uh, 16 is going to be the standard, which it kind of is right now. But 16 is going to be the standard. And people are going to say, well, 14 years isn't enough. Two years, an associate's degree isn't enough. We need to pay for the whole thing. And then it's going to be completely meaningless. And then you're going to have people, you already have master's degrees uh, I mean, I'm going uh, to go on record and say, and this is my, my uh, again, my opinion, man. I'm going to tell you this, dude. I don't think it matters at all. It doesn't. At least, like, okay, maybe in, like, like specific, like, you know, like, specific job, well, we'll say careers. Like, we've said this before. Like, law and, like, fucking doctors. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it makes sense that you need to have this trade skill, Right. But there are a lot of other things that it's like, dude, you don't really need like all this years. And right. really, what are they teaching? And I've said this before, like school systems, like fucking K through 12 and fucking college, man. There's a lot of archaic shit that it's like, how is that the method to get information to students? And like, and this is my, and I know this is kind of switching gears a little bit, but I, I want to like kind of touch on that because it's it is like we're in an age now where technology reigns dude and they're still going you gotta go get your fucking books from like buy book like this is where it gets outrageous right like i remember like here's an example when i was going to college my teacher goes you need these these fucking but like my fucking film classes right you need all these books and they're like 300 dollar fucking book 200 dollar book and you need this fucking book and i was like I'm not going to fucking buy all those books. I'm not. I'm just not going to buy those books. I'm going to see if I can get through these classes without having those fucking books. And I did. Absolutely fucking did. In fact, half the time, I didn't even borrow books from anybody. I just paid attention during class because he went over what was in the book and what he was going to fucking test on. And, like, I never even need it. And I thought... This is fucking dumb, dude. Like, what the fuck? Like, okay, yeah, I get it. You want to require a text. Why do you need a book to prove that the information no, no, that no, you're no, no, teaching no. us? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Listen, do, do you have you, thoughts? I do. I have a thought on that. If you look at, as somebody who's been in college for the last fucking 12 years or so, um, well, since, off and on since 2009. So, uh, but I have, I mean, I have, multiple degrees i have multiple certificates i have all this stuff i've been through college and it's been at no cost of my own except for the books the books are the only things i have to pay for now the gi bills gives you a stipend for that shit but it doesn't cover it right but, right um 
I have bought the books. I've always bought the books just because I'm the kind of asshole. Like, if you go through my library, you'll see where I've marked in it. I've scratched shit out. I've highlighted shit. I redact other people's work because I, I disagree with it or whatever. Um, or I find it, you know, I want to be able to cite it later and be like, no, this guy's an idiot. Like, Andy Stanley is not somebody you should look up to as a, as somebody who is in the evangelical uh circuit or whatever don't look at the because right. he's wrong um and here's why and let me make it a point uh or joel austin like i'll go i'll rip those mega churches apart but they these are the these are some of the books that were told that we were told to buy and i couldn't I, I couldn't at first as much as i wanted to disagree with them i'm like all right let me buy the book and i'll see i'll see if i can find some common ground right uh which i couldn't but i i buy these books and I have them, I redact them, I mark in them, all that shit. But the one consistent thing you will see in college classes is that if you look at the authors, that author is somehow associated with the professor. Whether it's the uh, professor himself or right. one of his buddies or somebody from a school. And they'll sometimes let it slip. They might not say it outright. And they, You might look at the cover, you might look at the biography of the author and it'll say... Uh, works or professor of, you know, uh, archaeology at. I don't mean to interrupt, but they're saying you're uh, the audience is saying you're kind of low. Oh, let me. See, let me I, crank I it up it, there. Someone said it was because you're gay. I think. Yeah, that's why. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm saying anyway, yes. You're right. But I've also right. cranked it up. Anyways, you can look and you can see the biography. It'll say uh, professor of archaeological studies at. Dayton University, Theological University, and you're like, oh, this guy, they may know each other, but they may not. But then all of a sudden in the class, they'll say, a good friend of mine, so-and-so, and then you'll be like, I know that name. That's one yeah, of the yeah, authors yeah. that you made us get. So it's a racket. It's it's how they all make additional money. Yeah, collusion, on right? Of. You call it collusion. Yeah. They're all colluding for their it's own conspiracy. Benefit. That makes sense. And well, and that's what goes into like, okay, here's another, like, I, we're already getting into it, right? Like, here's something interesting. I watched this movie the other day. By the way, if you haven't seen an obscure movie here, it's called Killing Me Softly. Brad Pitt plays a hitman. It's it's an obscure movie you've probably never seen, but it's actually pretty good. And it's I've set to the it. backdrop of um, the debate between Bush and Obama back in the day when they when they were running against each other. I think it was them running against, or when Obama was about to run for whatever. But it's all kind of like this weird, like, a hitman like he's he's got to get these jobs done and it's kind of like the whole movie i was going what the fuck is happening here but by the end brad pitt gives this speech and it was fucking on point he was like look dude like because obama and it was fucking hilarious because obama's going we're a community and all this like blah 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 like artsy fartsy like liberal bullshit like gay shit that's like dude who gives a shit? You know, like, I want to know where my taxes are going, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> right? Like, that's what it comes down for guys like us, right? So Brad Pitt sums it all up in the end because the guy stiffs him on, like, he does these fucking hit jobs and the guy stiffs him. He's like, you owed me fucking 35 and you gave me 30. And the guy goes, oh, times are tough, this, this, and that. And he starts blaming the government and economy. And Brad Pitt straight up is like, no, dude. This isn't a country. This is a fucking business. Like that's how this whole entire country is. It's like think about all these things that you pay your taxes for, and all these things are that are services that are provided to you because you pay your taxes. And it was like, right, like mind blown. Like all these valid points coming from this character of this hitman, right, played by Brad Pitt. And then at the end, the last line, he goes, "Now pay me my fucking money." <laughs> 
<laughs> red <laughs> linen, black, fade to black, and it, which is great, right? But like, it makes such a valid point because when you think about all these things, these service that you're paying for, that's literally what it is. Like, we pay the cops, we pay the fucking student, the school shit, you know, these public schools, and all this bullshit. And then you go, well, now let's look at it in this aspect of it being a business. And you go, yeah, there's going to be fucking some, like, cutbacks or some things that they go, oh, we can kind of, like, ignore that little area and go, uh, oh, that's not where we're going to put this money or that's not where we're going to put this money. Or, and here's the fucking reality of it, you got some fucking jabroni that's handling the money going, oh, I can put it towards all this other bullshit or even embezzle or put it towards some shit that's not helping the community or helping, like, you know, fucking the city or the state in general, and you're going, where, <laughs> this is like us, right? The conservative guy's going, where the fuck is our goddamn money going? Like, where's our taxes going? You know, so, like, this bullshit <laughs> over here, right? Now, and then you got you get, teaching children, right? Before you get too deep into that, V, I do, I know, I, I do in the I, future want to do an episode where we run for president as a team, right? President and vice yeah, president yeah. or whatever. And okay, right. we'll out, outline our whole thing. But one thing that got me really thinking today, or not today, it was recently, like I, this is my shower thought. What I do in the shower is I stand there. One of the things I do in the shower is I sit yeah. there and I yep. think about, <laughs> <laughs> I had to clarify because there's gonna yeah. be some, there's gotta be some jerk off time in the shower, all right? Uh, but some of it, some of the time I'll stand there as I'm waiting for the water to warm up to an appropriate temperature and I'm just kind of chilling out, uh, you know, just kind of mellowing out from the day, winding down. I think about my policies as president. And one of them recently, it dawned on me with this whole fiat currency fiasco that we're going through in our trillions, 20 some trillion dollars worth of debt that we have right, right now. Um, I've been thinking about it in the China. Yeah, well, we owe we owe a great deal of it to Social Security to ourselves. Like most of the okay. debt is to ourselves. Um, but so so anybody who's listening right now, don't ever count on Social Security because it'll be gone by the yeah. time you get there. Uh, so that's where most of the money is. If they wrote it off right now, our debt would half. It would just cut in half. Uh, but anyways, I digress. If they were serious about this deficit right now. One of the first things, so as, as somebody, as adults, I assume we're all adults in here, you do some kind of budgeting, whether it's like a formal, you know, line by line budget where you're like, <laughs> you know, here's our sure. food budget, here's sure. our entertainment budget, here's our gas budget. I don't do that, but um, there are some people who do. Now, whether yeah. you do that or whether mentally you're doing some kind of budget where you just say, well, we can't afford that this month. Or like I this go, is not something. Uh oh, my my bank account's looking a little low. Right, you get to a <laughs> point not spend anymore. <laughs> mentally, you're budgeting yeah. at that point. You're like, I can't yeah, afford yeah. this. Yeah. If we sure. were, if we had responsible individuals in charge of our money, our pocketbook right now, which is what taxes yeah. are, it's America's pocketbook. Um, if we had responsible individuals there, and we were in the middle of a crisis budget which we are, I would say yeah. 20-some trillion dollars worth in the deficit is a crisis budget. I would consider that, you know, I consider coming close to zero in my bank account for the month, I consider that a budget. We are <laughs> approaching $30 trillion back or uh, overdrafted right now. Uh, so yeah, I consider yeah. that a, bu a budget uh, crisis. 
if that were serious to them, if we had serious people in Congress right now, the first thing to take a hit would be the humanities, right? So like right. our arts, uh, you look at the budget and you see that we're spending millions of dollars in uh, the national, uh, the, these museums in um, Washington DC, for instance, which are free to the public. Um, you know, you can go in there for free and it's taxpayer funded, so it's not really free, but you could go in there just as you are, you could stroll in there and, and view all these magnificent archeological finds and these fucking statues and fossils and shit, sure. which are majority of them are fake, right? They're used to fill in because they don't have all the fossils that they need. I digress again, but that's where the money is going. That's where a lot of the money is going. Okay. To this sort of nonsensical thing, these art galleries where people make these art in itself is already we know that we already know that art is, yeah. is a money laundering situation where yeah, the, yeah. where they're able to you know they they hi, they have somebody paint some bullshit that's not even good and then they have their art buddies who evaluate it and mark it up to like it's it's valued at 10 million dollars and then they take it and they donate it and that's a 10 million dollar contribution and tax write-off we all know that's fake anyway so you can go into these art galleries and they're meaningless that's where your money is going to fund when you look at these budgets if we were serious if we had serious people in congress they would immediately say hey we're in the middle of a crisis we got to shut these humanities buildings down that's it but we're not doing this anymore across the nation we're not going to fund this nonsense we're not going to fund uh national parks beyond the reasonable level to just just to have them continue to exist that's all we're going to afford uh these right. buildings these humanities buildings these artsy fartsy buildings all this shit that's just nice to have we're going to fund it to a point where the building doesn't collapse upon itself but that's it no more free ride if you want to go visit this fucking <laughs> national geographic it's building so like, Go like for when it. you like the, you're gonna okay, for the perspective that you just put it in, like that was a great, like great way to put that in perspective of what like museum will say like the yeah like humanities right like fucking museums and whatever else goes into that like public crap you know I'm like ah like I don't know like I have like an argument and I'm trying to like see if I can find some ground to be able to say okay but there are some things that are like art and like some things that are important to our culture you know and i'm i don't know like the, okay, and i agree I'm with you i I'm agree with fan. you that yeah. art we should we should maintain those but, but it should but, not be at taxpayer expense it should yeah. be because they're free to go to you can go to them for free but if uh, we, i don't know that i agree yeah if we fund the building to a point where hey it's not going to collapse we'll have the janitor come in and sweep and dust and shit whatever and we'll have the we'll keep the lights on. We'll keep the electricity running so that the shit doesn't, you know, turn to decrepit ash or whatever. Or, and, and that's all we're going to fund as taxpayers. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with preserving history and the humanities. I'm okay with that. I am not okay with it being free. I think if you want to go visit that, you know, the government's going to take care of it. Well, I'm sorry, the taxpayers are going to take care of it. Make sure it doesn't fall to ash. But if you want to go visit it and see it and explore it and understand it and appreciate it, whatever you want to do, you're going to pay $5. That's it. You pay $5 to enter and go see the arts. See, this brings up like, man, we're already getting into some stuff here because this brings up like a good like topic 
like the concept of like aesthetic and like beauty and like the cost of art right like it's all abstract and and you know it's it's based on the viewer however the viewer says oh this is such a beautiful like have you seen the mona lisa it's not that impressive it's, it's, yeah, like, it's not that like okay and now let's look at it at its base like logically right it's a piece of paper with some fucking paint on it right like that's what it is at its base okay it's a fuck some dude drew some shit you know and we all go oh my god that is the most amazing like why why do we think this thing this painting of this woman from some ages is such an amazing piece of like history and like art and it has this like effect like does it like i don't know for me personally i see the mona lisa and i go she's not that attractive She's not hot. It's kind of a smile. I get it. It's whatever. But like, to me, I would like immediately not pay, like, okay. Like I would never pay millions of dollars for a painting of the Mona, like the original Mona Lisa, sure, right? Sure. I would never do that. You and I, we would never do that. That's not art to us. We don't see the appeal, but somewhere, somehow that thing has become such an iconic piece of history and art that it's become so highly valued. Like to the point where, like, dude, that place has like a gar what is it? The um, the Louvre, the right? Louvre. The Louvre in Paris. Yeah, it's like it's like the most heavily guarded fucking art museum in the world. You know like, what because... it is? It's not so much the art. Nobody really gives a shit. Any you'll have the art appreciators or whatever the nostalgia people who are like, oh, or the art critics who are like, oh, what you see here is this is a classic Renaissance. Uh, and you can see right here, Leonardo da Vinci <laughs> yeah. has nothing to do with that. The Mona yeah. Lisa's appeal should have nothing to do with that because it's not a very good painting. Leonardo da Vinci, right? He painted it, right? Am I am I smoking crack? Or he's the one who? No, yeah, it. Was, okay. Yeah, yeah. No yeah, one the cares about. No one cares about his art. No one. There, no one should. And if you do, it's because you're a fraud. It's because you're being uh, what's the word? Pretentious. What you, what you yeah. like about the Mona Lisa is the story. You like Leonardo da Vinci. You appreciate Leonardo da Vinci and his contributions yeah. to Good modern point. society. And to hit. see that, you're like, wow, this existed at the same... You know, you see all those dudes who go to the Western Wall in Jerusalem, and they put their hand on it, and they want to pray into it because they want to be a part... You know, the people who want to get uh, baptized in the same river that Christ was baptized in... They just want that experience so that they can feel some kind of connection to something that they believe in. So the Mona Lisa, anybody who says that they like the Mona Lisa because it's beautiful, it's aesthetically pleasing, they're lying to you. Or they're lying to themselves, frankly. Uh, yeah. What they really want is they want to feel that connection to history. And they want to feel like, I am a man now. The man who painted this was a man however many years ago. I forget how I forget what century Leonardo da Vinci is from. But they want to feel that connection to something great because they themselves will never contribute something great to society. And they want that connection. And they want that's, to appreciate um, it. That's a good theory. And and that I, I think that goes in in hand in hand with like collectors, right? Like that's what collectors are is they feel like they have to gather these items of something and they go, I have all of this in the collection. And I think the same with art, like, okay, like let's let's take it to something that we can relate to, like comic books, right? Like the Superman, the Death of Superman comic, I think is one of the most, um, most uh, famous and expensive comics now. Like there's one that's like, 
it comes with this fucking whatever and it's worth like a lot of money like thousands of dollars or like pokemon cards like pokemon cards are there are some that are worth money that are like thousands of dollars like the original charizard whatever is worth like twenty five hundred dollars right like that's that's not even that much history it's only been a couple years maybe 15 years since like pokemon really came out but it's so wanted after because of these collectors they're like i need that and like whatever right and so i think it's interesting that like we live in a culture or a society where things that are essentially like things right like this and this is my philosophy like things are just trash to me like i go whatever like i've lost and like had to like re get stuff you know like oh i don't have a tv anymore i gotta buy i don't have a car anymore i got a new new car and like so i'm at this point where i've accepted that things just like end right like things end like all things right like even human beings so at some point you have to kind of just be able to let go but i think as a culture as a society maybe even humans have a hard time letting go of things and so there's this like sentiment behind it and that raises the value of that thing there's a sentiment behind it right like i don't know and like this is my theory right like kids with pokemon they go oh 15 years ago charizard whatever and now they're in their 30s or 40s going holy shit man this charizard is 2500 dollars, and i'm rich now so i'm gonna fucking buy it like what is that like i don't know and and this is me not being a rich person going i don't know i see everything as trash like i go oh that's broke guess i'll throw it away I'll just throw that away, right. you know, whatever. you know, if I lost everything in my apartment right now, I'd go, well, whatever, stuff. <laughs> I can get new stuff, you know, like whatever, but I don't know. That's maybe that's some, just a concept that's like foreign to me. Do you have thoughts I, uh, on that? No, I agree. I, so I had a dream not too long ago, uh, where I, I lost everything. Like I, I was being sued. I don't remember what the context was of the, the whole situation, but all my stuff was taken away from me. And I, I remember somebody asking me, well, how does that make you feel? I said, it's just stuff. That's it. Yeah. Like, who cares? There are some yeah. things that I have that I'd probably be pretty disappointed if I lost. But everything can that, that holds value in my life as far as property can be replaced. So, like, um, who cares? But, like, my family, I tell my I tell my oldest son this all the time because he's, he's very clumsy. He, he got my uh, coordination. Uh, he's very clumsy like he'll he dropped a glass not too long well this is some time ago but uh this this was not the first time that it happened he dropped a glass and then he went and he was picking up the pieces of broken glass and i said stop i said don't touch that that's broken glass you could hurt yourself oh yeah and then and he said well he said i was trying to clean it up i was trying to whatever like he felt bad about breaking the glass which I, i think it was like one of my one of my drinking glasses too one of my favorite glasses that i like to drink booze out of but it's again i can buy a new one of those and i told him this i said i can get a new cup i can't get a new xander like i'll I'll clean up this mess that's not a big deal and i'm not going to get mad at you i don't remember the last time i got mad at him about anything because it's 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 stuff you know who cares even if they break my shit i'm like come on you know that that cost us x amount of dollars i can get a new one i would rather you guys respect property but at the yeah. same time, I don't want you to feel like your guys is are you're in trouble because you broke something, or I'm going to yell at you or hit you. They've seen they've they've seen their. Uh, we used to have neighbors across the street who were very like the stepdad. He I don't know if he was physically abusive, and I would not levy that uh, accusation against him. But he was very verbally abusive to the kids, and my sons would see that, 
And then they would come home and they were like, Xander, he was upset. He was very emotional too. He was very upset by the whole circum the situation because he was like, uh, he's like, I saw how he was yelling at his kids and he was calling them names and this and that and the other. And I said, well, that's just not how you should parent. But aren't you, don't you like see now the difference, like how spoiled you guys are yeah. that you have parents yeah. that love you. And it's sad that yeah. it's gotten to that point where like, to love your children or to be loved by your parents is an act of spoiling your children. And right. we're at that point. I mean, I guess we've always been at that point, but some kids, they just don't recognize that and stuff. Like, if we you should, value uh, your kids and shit, I, let, me, let me drink my shot because yeah, we're, having this, say, we're having this serious conversation. Like, we can do a duologue. We were like already like 100 miles an hour. Like, let's yeah. talk about everything. Like, this is life and meaning and you know, whatever. We actually have a topic today. Yeah, we're, we, we were we gonna, to... and we shouldn't stray. We we should, you know, we should do our topic. <laughs> what do we just here? Um, I don't know. To to recognizing the importance. Let's say to the importance of recognizing the difference between what matters and what is stuff. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and by no means am I, like, shitting on people who have things they like. Like, that's, like, let's be clear. Like, I am, like, what did we say earlier? A cynical, I have that cynical bastard disease where everything right. is shit. Right? Everything is just shit. I, I'm by no means saying that. I'm just saying, like, like just remember, like, it all turns to dust at some point. Everything, all of it, you know, and it's not worth, you know, your life or, you know, whatever, like, I don't know. Like, and the, here's the game. Like, this is a little gay, but, like, relationships, man. Like, connect with people. Like, it's mind-blowing. Like, to me, it's mind-blowing when you meet somebody and they actually understand you. And it's a rare thing, at least for guys like us. Like, when you go, wow, dude, like, this person get... Like, okay, I'll give you a quick example. The other day, um, I was talking to Jay Coop, Jay Coob, who... Uh, I don't know. Is he not here today? Uh, I was talking to Jay I haven't Coop seen him. I don't have him written down. Maybe he's sick or something, too. I was talking... Or he got all those movies, so he's probably watching a bunch of movies. Um, but I was talking to him in the in the Discord the other day, and I was like going on about this Batman Long Halloween. I was like all of my information, right? Like I was like, here's how cool it is, and like kind of like sharing with him something that I'm passionate about. And he like didn't get it because he's not a superhero fan or doesn't watch Batman things. But he sat there and like like humored me, you know. And, and I didn't tell him this, but like it, it really meant a lot. Like holy shit, like. I get that you like you don't fucking you're not into it, but thank you for like hearing me out and listening to me, like giving me the chance to like share something that I care about and I like to talk about or be passionate about and just sit there and like appreciate it and go, man, that's cool. Like that's fucking cool. Like that's a dude right there, man. Someone that does that is a fucking real dude because like you can do that to people and they'll check out. They're like on their phone and they're like, whatever, I'm not interested in this. <laughs> Like gay dude, you but know I'm what's like, funny? Batman this and Batman that, and he's like, I get, I get it, and I like your passion, but you know, I don't understand it. But cool, like he sat and like engaged, you know, like that to me is like fucking dude, like wow. You know what's funny is, and, and I'm gonna fluff Jacob here a little bit too. I'm gonna encourage, or I'm gonna, I'm going to contribute. Let me caveat to that. Yeah, um, caveat. Because he does, he does do that, and I've seen him do it. Where he'll sit there, and I and I can't think of the exact. It happened the other day, and I saw it, and I was like, "What a guy!" Because I knew he was not interested in whatever was yeah. being talked about. Uh, but 
I felt it the other day. I know exactly what you're talking about, the checking out thing, because I don't, I, I, I actively try not to do it. Uh, yeah. Because, and that's the chaplain in me, right? Uh, but you were talking about, this was last night when you were talking about um, your pretty face is going to hell. And no. you were you were very excited about it and you were talking about it. And at a certain point, I realized I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. I refuse to watch that show. And I made that clear to you. I was like, I don't watch that show, not because I have, I was like, I understand it's very funny, but I have a deep feeling within me that I shouldn't be watching it. And for that reason, I don't watch it. And when you talked about it, you were very passionate about it. You were very excited about it. And I got, there was a point where I just stopped talking because I was like, I can't contribute to this and I don't know how to. And I think that was where our conversation ended for the night uh, because I didn't, I even looked at what you said and I'm like, what can I say to this other than I can't relate to this? And yeah. so I couldn't do it. And so that's the difference between me and Jay Coob is what you were just saying about him being no, able to be like, well, dude. you know. And I totally yeah. get it. Like that, well, that's what makes Jay Coop a better person than both of us. Because I do the same thing. Like, don't I don't fault you for that, bro. Like, I don't fault <laughs> you. Because let's be honest, you'll do the same to me with horror movies. And I'll sit there and go, I can't contribute to this. And I'll go, nice, dude. Cool. Cool. Like, I'm trying to do the Jay Coop. And like, you know, I know you want to talk do. about it. because It's your like that's your topic right like subject matter expertise you know it and like when i hear about horror stuff i default to you and go what do you know about this but that's where you go but i don't know nothing like that's not <laughs> what i'm into right but because we're homies or like good buds i can appreciate your appreciation for it right i know this is all touchy-feely sentimental crap sometimes i didn't think we were we gonna do it sometimes sometimes we have to do it are we ready to do should i do the welcome yeah. and then we'll move on yeah, address people in the chat and then let's do the topic okie doke well we have a new reigning we have a new uh person took the lead here james pregler and that you know uh here's the thing we left twitter right so we don't have the same alert system going out saying hey get ready we're about to go live uh, and we still ended up with 10 viewers and, and the 10, a lot of the same folks who are normally here in the beginning. Um, and then we also, uh, you know, with the Discord, we were relying wholly on the Discord. And so I think there's going to be uh, a period in which some other people are able to take the lead because it'll be, it'll be solely on the Discord being alerted as well as subscriptions to the YouTube channel. So right, if right. you are listening now and you're like, holy shit, I got beat out by James Pregler today, uh, who is now in the lead, now you know. You have to subscribe to the YouTube channel in order to uh, be that <laughs> yeah. number one, the, the header, take the lead. Uh, Mike in Manitoba came in second. Mal Fuller, Critter Me Timbers. Uh, of course, we've already sucked her dick off enough for this whole episode. <laughs> Uh, Joseph Pregler, Megabit, uh, Joseph, Jordan, and I, I, I lo I'd love to talk about Megabit, but I can't. Um, I'm so excited for Megabit right now, um, and I can't tell you why. Uh, Jordan Davis, Efren Flores, Moondog, uh, who I need you to ask. I need to ask you to, let's, I like how you're teetering that line between um, appreciation for modern Nazism and, and not. Uh, be careful. Be careful you don't cross that line, okay? Uh, J-Dubs and Thundercock and Sharon, you were late today, Sharon. I know. I flew me away. My you woman break was my late heart. 
I was like, where is she? It even surprised me. Like, usually I hear from her, like, she'll text me before the show, you know, like, hey, my man, and like, you know, all sweet to me or whatever today. She must have slept in. I know she worked late yesterday, so I, she must have slept in or something. She probably oh, went what? back to bed. I bet she came in and said hi and then went back to bed. And who can blame her? Because that's right. like what you got to do. You know, you got to yeah. announce your presence in the room and then and then you just kind of disappear to the back and you, you yeah. spike the punch and shit. Um, yeah. Oh, so man. I, I see Megabit doing the the hands the, the praying thing i'm very excited about megabit everybody pray for megabit every every praying person in here uh pray for megabit um he's got some stuff going on and i want you guys to you know i just want to send that out there just pray <laughs> you know, i know this. god knows what he needs prayers for and and, and just go ahead and you know just, i always just think it now you, always, you have me thinking of that charles xavier meme now where people are like send thoughts and prayers and he's all <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that. Send thoughts and prayers. That's to me Megabit. sending my thoughts and prayers to you. That's We're very excited about, uh, yeah. about Megabit's current situation. He's got a bit of a well, situation it is. going it's on. The best form, that's for sure. Um, yeah. I can I can assure you that. Yeah, I can't talk about it, but I'm I'm so excited for him. Uh, Mothman, 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 Mothman. What is this guy? What do you know about the Mothman, V? I know H. John Benjamin played him on Aquatine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different guy. That's Moth Monster, Moth Monster Man. Man. No, I know nothing. I, I'm ah. actually completely dark on this one. So did I'm you, defaulting to you for all the info on this. Did you not watch the um, documentary, The Mothman Prophecies, starring <laughs> no. uh, Richard, I put gerbils in my ass gear? No, really? Richard, uh, pretty woman gear. Yeah, he he was like, he's like known for putting gerbils in his ass. No, I know that. I know that yeah. part of it. I didn't know he was in your Mothman uh, movie. Yeah, he was. He was in the Mothman Prophecies. Is, there, is it actually about like a Mothman? So, no, not really. Um... <laughs> 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 let, me clarify, let me clarify. Let me clarify the uh, the Richard Gear connection to the Mothman prophecies. It's just some uh, guy whose last name is Mothman. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember. I remember back in 2002. Even back then, I was very much into. I think it was 2002 was when the movie came out. Uh, I have a, yeah, um, yeah, 2002 was when the movie came out. I was very, I was very into like cryptozoology, and I was telling my son, uh, my oldest son, actually, I, I talked to my oldest son a lot about this, and, the, and I didn't get a chance to talk about what's been going on in my life since then. But um, actually, you know, while we're on the topic of sending thoughts and prayers, the, the super fan who shall remain <laughs> nameless. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Go oh, ahead yeah. and send your thoughts and prayers to him as well. He's going through some stuff, and I don't want to get into it, but um, he's got some stuff. I did yeah. go and I did go and. Uh, Oh fuck it! My su the super fan is uh, is is my brother-in-law. Um, <laughs> just totally oh, outed dude. him. I just outed him. Um, he's got yeah, some stuff that's going my dude, on. Man, I love that guy. Yeah, we're all and anyone who meets him is like very fond of him. And even even in my uh, um, in my early day, here's a funny story, right? Uh, about my marriage. I don't talk often about my marriage. Everybody knows that I'm married and everyone knows that I'm happily married and all that, but they don't know about the origins of my marriage. But there was, a, there was, we kind of got like married in a fever as the um, song Jackson goes by uh, Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. Um, and it was like very rushed and nobody in either one of our families knew about it. It was just like a rushed, rushed thing that we did for us and that was that. Um, and then I had to go meet my wife's family 
who um, it was I, I had uh, a very difficult situation ahead of me is the best way I can describe it and the, the males of the family as they were um, they were very protective of my wife and I had to earn their respect as it should be and it took it did not take very long honestly with um with either one of them for some reason and you know like if you get one look at me and you listen to me in one conversation you can quickly be like wow this guy's a piece of shit but for whatever yeah. reason i'm gonna have to disagree with you on that <laughs> you have, you, and i've told you this as long as i've known you All you right. have this natural charisma that people just like you like i like remember we did that video i hate thomas miller right Do you remember why that video existed <laughs> was because of the contrast of what happens to us in life people just seem to like you for some reason i don't know what it is maybe it's your face or something for me it's the complete opposite I meet people and they're like, fuck this guy. Like instantly, like fuck this guy. Like 100%, this guy is an asshole. But for you, they're like, you could do like the shittiest thing and they'd be like, oh, that guy, he's a rascal. He's a rascal. And they'd still love you for it. But I'd do the same thing and they'd be like, throw him to the wolves, dog. That guy's a right? piece of shit. <laughs> so that's. So that that's what happened to me when I met my yeah. wife's family. Is they all of a sudden they they just took took to me and I became a part of the family. And um, it's so funny because I was one of uh, regrettably I, I know I talk about this occasionally, but um, my cousin in law in law he was one of the only other white guys in the family, and he passed away in a military training exercise. Uh, he was in the army and he was in an aviation. He was a, a helicopter pilot and he passed away in a training accident. Uh, he was one of the only other white guys in the family, so we, we joke, there's there's another white guy in the family, my uncle, uh, who, we, we I often joke about being one of the only white guys in the family, the token white guy, and seldom are we in the same place at the same time, so I, we get to be the token white guys. Um, but some, for whatever reason, they took, a, they took me in as a member of the family, and 15 years later, I, I actually went and visited them recently, and we had a blast. It was a very short visit, but we had a blast. And it's always nice to see the super fan uh, when, when I say, I guess I can say it now, my brother-in-law. Um, yeah. <laughs> dude, a lot. I like him. Like, I met him, and I think he's a good guy, man. I have a lot of respect and admir admiration for him because he, like, there was a moment when we talked and he, like, let it all out. And I was like, man, this dude, he's overcame some shit. And yeah. he's, like, better, like, a better man for it. And I respect people that are capable of doing that because, like, either either you fold or you fucking press on man and if you can press on and like you come out a better man for it and you're still standing right like uh, elton john i'm still standing <laughs> I'm still standing yeah you got it yeah the um so, yeah he's talk man i don't know he, nothing are we well, hold on. i'm almost i'm almost done there i'm almost done okay, right. i'm almost talk sucking i'm almost <laughs> done sucking the super fan's dick off here yeah um You're just sucking dicks all day yeah, yeah, everybody it's just, it's just like the compliments episode like that song by the lonely <laughs> island where they just compliment each other and just a bunch of gay stuff um but yeah he, he he's going through some stuff and if you could if you could extend your thoughts your thoughts and prayers oh, yeah. yeah definitely um, yeah xavier the uh, so the, the Mothman it has nothing to do with 
the movie, I remember thinking back, like, at the time, I was very much into it, and I was very much into the, the paranormal and the cryptid stuff, and my dad used to always get on to me about it, he would always say, enough with the black helicopters, and enough with the fucking yeah, UFOs yeah. and shit, he was so tired of it, and, and uh, I was talking to my son about this the other day, about how, like, my dad, I, I was like, he knew better, but he didn't want me exposed to it, that was his thing, and, um... But back then, I was super into it. And the Mothman prophecies, when it came out, I thought, okay, this is going to be about the Mothman. It's really not. It's not about the Mothman. It is about something, and we'll outline it here shortly. Uh, there was a 19... Uh, I'm sorry. There was a uh, crash. Uh, a bridge collapsed in 1967, uh, in which the collapse of the Silver Bridge... Uh, followed the original sightings of the Mothman, and and that kind of gets us into this concept of who is the Mothman. Can we, can we backpedal real quick, please, though? Please, I, go I, ahead. I need some clarification. Yeah, we like, do whatever we want in this show, V. You I'm, know that. Just I'm take just the assuming, wheels. like I'm assuming that the Mothman is a thing that is half moth and half man. Is that an assumption? Is that an assumption that would be accurate? Well, can let you, me describe we, to you. If it's a moth, half moth, half man. Well, we can I'm we can talk about that. Please, let's let's get into that then. The sure. uh, so y you think half half moth, half man, or is it as uh, J Dubs in the chat said, Mothman is Slenderman in accounting's brother-in-law. <laughs> Mothman. <laughs> Mothman. Harvey Mothman. Yeah, Harvey Mothman, uh, moth at law. He <laughs> no, what was it? Um, he, what did we say? He was in human resources or something. And any time that anybody said Mothman, you had to drink. You had to say Mothman. Uh, yeah. So, original. So people they they call him the they say he's a humanoid creature, whether he's an alien, a supernatural manifestation, or a previously unknown species of animal. He resembles. Yeah, he does resemble a moth and a man which would come with the humanoid figure, I would assume. The, the original newspaper article, so the, the, the first sightings that were ever recorded, I guess, were in uh, November 15th, 1966 to December 15th, 1967, like a whole year and a month. Uh, the, the first article that was ever written about him, it says, couples see man-sized bird creature something, okay? Hmm. Um, which is a hell of a headline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, when you're, that sounds like yeah, so, my <laughs> it was quote, and I'm, I'm quoting here: "Couple see man-sized bird creature dot 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 something." And this is that's the headline, and <laughs> so it's almost as if oh, do something. It it's like, almost as if they were typing the headline, <laughs> and they were like, uh, "So what did you see? Well, it was yeah. like a man-sized bird creature." or something and they're like man-sized yeah. bird creature <laughs> dot 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 something you know as they're typing on the original like Gutenberg uh, printing press um, which I assume is what they had back in the 1960s which in reality it was more like those old timey computers hilarious computers or whatever uh, but that, that was the original description of the Mothman okay uh, man-sized bird creature which I don't know if you've noticed <laughs> this have you, have you read the titles for our uh, our nameplates here 
I saw yours. Oh, mine is bird-sized man-sized <laughs> bird creature and bird-sized man creature. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I, I worked very hard on that one, as you know. I, I sit back here and I, as I'm doing my homework, because Wednesday's my <laughs> catch-up on homework day. I you sit have here. Because <laughs> there's a difference. It's not the same thing. A man-sized bird creature. <laughs> It's a bird. It's the size. And a bird-sized man would be a small man. A small man and a big bird, you, right? You have to think about it. Because for a second I was like, well, that's the same thing. No, it is not. It's the opposite, in fact. It's like the opposite of what you would think. You know, you think, yeah. you think of like a, a giant yeah. bird or a small man. But that's what I do in my in my preparation for. That's why I was so proud to tell you earlier, like, "Hey, I finished the nameplates." Ha ha ha! You know, I was very excited about it. But this is this is my late day where I'm like, as I'm running late on my homework, I'm like, "Listen, I owe the homework by midnight. I owe this shit by nine. So let me knock this stuff out first. This takes this show takes priority." over my homework just so you guys yeah. at home know this and then v he's always hounding on me about making sure that the nameplates are done the pictures are uploaded the the and then afterwards it doesn't end there it doesn't end on wednesday evening at nine it ends when i finish doing the description and shit yeah. for the for the fucking like, episode get that description up there charlie <laughs> how much longer two, on that description? two more minutes turkish yeah <laughs> But yeah, that's 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 what went. So that down. was the first. Uh, that was the first time they saw the bird-sized man creature, yeah, the, or the man-sized bird creature. Um, <laughs> they. Uh... <laughs> um, yeah, that was the first time that happened. Uh, but there were there were multiple sightings throughout history. Uh, let me go ahead and give you a couple examples here. November twelfth. No, go ahead, V. What's on your mind? No, okay. okay. No, I'm st I was just still, uh, still dealing with the man-sized <laughs> The bird-sized man creature is funnier to me because, like, it's just a tiny man that you're like, yeah. you know, if you saw, which would be more surprised? Let me ask you this then, V. Which would be more surprised? This is more important than the than the show. What What would be more surprising or more alarming to you if you saw it? A man-sized bird creature, or a bird-sized man creature? Which would be it's more alarming? A bird-sized man creature, because a bird, a man, <laughs> because a man-sized bird creature could just be like, oh, that's probably a guy in a suit or something like Big Bird, but like a bird-sized man creature would be very off-putting, because you'd be like, holy shit, there's this little man bird. <laughs> but like what are the limits what are the limits of midgetism right like how yeah. small can a human being get because we see a small human being and we're like oh that's either a child or a midget like if they're a proportionate man size or I'm sorry child sized man you know you're yeah. like oh that's a midget but like, how small can a midget get before you're like, 
that's a bird-sized man creature <laughs> you know like at what what's the limit i don't know i i know that know that midgets can be pretty small like three feet yeah you i know? saw a very tiny it's person small. One time. you'd have to guinness book of world records it what's the smallest but i bet that there's i bet that there is someone out there that is a bird-sized man creature <laughs> which would be probably the creepiest thing you've ever seen could you imagine like eating dinner and then it just hops up on the table yeah that's frustrating like there you know is. better like but what like what are the manners <laughs> you know like you expect manners of certain people right like an adult you ex- you demand manners of them right a kid you expect manners but there's like a limit where you're like, okay, maybe they just didn't know not to put their elbows on the table, or maybe they didn't know not to chew their with their mouth open. You got to tell them. But like, then you've got a man, a bird-sized man creature jumps on the table. <laughs> Manners dictates that you would not stand on a table. Certainly not yeah. while people were eating. Like, what are the manners requirements of a bird-sized man creature? Well, I think you know damn well. That we live in a society, <laughs> and if that were to happen, we'd have to call in the birds. <laughs> so no, we would call in the man-sized bird creature <laughs> to handle the bird-sized man creature. Ah, uh, okay. So there's that's the relationship between the man-sized bird creature and the bird-sized man creature they are the ones that keep one another in line what if the if so if the man-sized bird creature is out of line you call the bird-sized man creature yeah exactly get him in line so that's like you know the difference okay i get it i get it now i think we're tracking welcome to the chat rick aka yeah, purple Har- Har- that bit way too <laughs> we just like so mash the ground Let's talk I'll about sightings. I'll be laying in bed tonight and start giggling about bird sized bird side man creatures. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah, that did go on a little bit long, but I appreciate it because it's a funny bit, right? Yeah. Like you can be like, oh, well, that bit ran on a little too long, but it's okay because it's funny. Um, so let's talk about sightings. November twelfth, nineteen sixty-six. I went ahead and recorded some of the most prominent ones or some of the most as they relate and and some of them don't even relate to some of the stuff that we're going to talk about so you're going to see some overlap and i'm pretty excited about that november 12th 1966 a group of five men preparing a burial in graveyard near uh clandenon west virginia saw something that looked like a brown human being and this is a quote from the police report taken off uh from a nearby tree and fly over their heads so you were already where where was i going with that v he, he saw a Mexican. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> he saw a flying Mexican. <laughs> Those pesky flying Mexican yeah. birds, bird, yeah. Mexican bird people. Um, yeah, Mexican that's bird. <laughs> a bird-sized Mexican creature. <laughs> no, this would be a man-sized bird Mexican. Um, oh yeah, that's the difference between the two. You got to keep them apart because you never know. Yeah. Like. And and truth be told, like the um, there are actually organizations, activist organizations that fight for the rights of both the bird side, uh, bird size Mexican man people and the man sized Mexican bird people. Um, right, right. So we need to keep we need to take that into consideration. So someone uh, saw. Okay, let's be real. Someone yeah, saw yeah, something yeah, yeah. flying over a brown 
birds. <laughs> well, this is, and it's a quote from the police report. A brown human being, okay? And this was a time when... <laughs> the 60s wasn't exactly the best period for brown people, okay? Um, let's be honest. If you know your history, you know the 60s was not a po- not a good time for, for brown people. Um, and do you think that was, like, part of the hysteria? You know, all of a sudden they saw a brown human being. Not a brown person. Yeah. A flying well, you know, okay, so listen, you've ever seen so, a spider. Mexican fly now. <laughs> right. You've seen a spider. How many times have you seen this? You know, you've seen that joke where they're like, oh, it's a flying tarantula hawk. And they're like, a flying what? You know, because yeah. tarantulas are already terrifying. Hawks are already dangerous. So when yeah. you have, when you add the ability to fly, that's a situation that you need to address. So there's a flying brown person. I'm already racist. I need to know that I'm safe from this flying brown person. So do you think that heightened the hysteria of the, yeah. the Mothman? Especially depending on the darker or lighter shade. I think yeah. the darker shade of brown probably would have made it a little bit more. But brown is very specific. Like, that's a specific, you know, like, it had to be tanned. Like, they didn't say, well, it was a tanned man. This was a brown, yeah. I don't know. I guess we don't live in that era, so we can't determine. We can't you know, determine the nuance of the term "brown person." As recently discovered black people, I think we can say it, right? Oh, yeah. No, what we're was both black. this? What was this? What that I'm one percent African? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're we we recently out. gotten our 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 our, our N word cards, right? Yeah, we can both <laughs> drop N bomb all we want. Which, by the That's way. Right. As as somebody who is three, I, I'm beating V. I'm actually blacker than V is, if you can believe it. You're more black than me. Two point four percent blacker than V, <laughs> and I'm going to lord that over him forever. Uh, <laughs> he, um, I'm going to give you all anybody who's listening. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to give it to anybody who's listening. This is going to be a special treat for the people who are watching live. I'm going to give all you right. guys all the N-word pass. There you go. There you go. So you're welcome. You guys just all got the inward pass. That's uh, decent of you. Hey, it's the least I can do. Handing out inward pass. Yeah, it's the least I can do. It's yeah, there's very yeah. little I can give to these people who have given to us so much. Their attention over the last what four years now. They've given us their time and attention. The least I can give them is an N-word pass. So you're welcome. Enjoy it. Use it however you see fit. And it's an unending one. You can use it forever. Might, it's might not like you. a one-time thing. <laughs> it's eternal. Uh, November 15th, 1966, a mere three days later, two young couples from Point Pleasant, uh, names were Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary uh, Millette. Not sure what you're going to do with that information, but those were their names. Uh, told police that they saw a large creature... A large gray creature this time. Um, probably a little bit more progressive than the other folks. Yeah. The system. A creature whose eyes glowed red when the car's headlights picked it up. They described it as a large flying man with 10-foot wings following their car while they were driving in an area outside of town known, known as the TNT area. This is important to know because this was the former World War II munitions plant. Okay. So this is this that's something to know whether or not you want to associate this what whatever you want to see this creature as whether it's some kind of like variation caused by um, 
the impact of, of mankind and our creation of munitions, or whether or not you want to assume that it is some kind of supernatural manifestation. That's important yeah, information to know. Wings, dude, that's fucking huge. These, like, like, really think about that for a second. Whether, like, which they didn't specify. Like, if it's a 10-foot wingspan, that's pretty big. That's 10, that's 10 feet, right? Like, my arm length is probably, like, what, 5 feet from my arm to arm? So double that is the size of this thing's uh, wings, assuming that it's a 10-foot wingspan. Well, or if they meant 10 foot like each wing, that's insane. That's like ridiculous. This is some big wings, dude. Here, look at this. I've, I've posted a picture right now currently on your screen. You'll see what the size comparison of uh, the average human male, which is six foot, sorry, V, uh, six foot human male to the Mothman. Uh, so if you if you turn it sideways, I think what you're talking about is yeah, you're looking at more of a a ten foot on either side, if that yeah. were the case. Yeah. Or if yeah, you I wanted to, you, I you know. appreciate you being sorry about my height too. Thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> I like to I say always, I'm ninja size. I always like to poke fun at people being shorter, as if I had any control or any input over how yeah. tall I am. I just happen to be six foot, and I'm the average uh, human male size. But I'm like, I'm like right at the cutoff for where women are like, "Don't message me unless I'm six foot tall." I'm like, well, you know, I'm six foot tall. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, hey, ladies, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. As if I had well, any input I, in it I at all. My genetics every day, if it makes you feel any better. It doesn't make me feel better. I'm just constantly going, God damn. And you know, it's funny. I pulled up that DNA thing finally, and it was like all Mexican, like 38%. Yeah, like, holy shit, there's a lot of Mexican in there. And then uh, Spanish, like Mexican, Spanish, German. Well, let's be <laughs> like, honest. Mexican and Spanish, it's kind of the same thing. Like one yeah. was the result of the other. So, you know, it's that just means that you're like super heavy Spanish, Spanish, yeah. Mexican, Native American, those are all like the cool races. Well, right? I'm not, I don't know. I feel like I didn't get like Latin enough, though. I think the German offset that. Like, I have German and Scottish and Swedish, too. Like, what the fuck? So it offset that like sexy Latino thing. Yeah, <laughs> and you it made me a like. White. Yeah, it kind of made me not, uh, not like handsome and tan, like a. Well, have you ever watched like those. Uh, have you ever watched those like propaganda videos from the nazis where you're like those are some good looking guys you know they didn't put the ugly guys on there so if you watch like the german nazi propaganda stuff you're like well that's a good looking white guy just assume that that was just the natural thing when in reality they hit all of our retarded ancestors right sure. um <laughs> that's what i see i'm like yeah. i just think i like how you to, said like, r <laughs> well i'm heavily german too i think we talked yeah. about this last week was like 25% yeah. English, 25% Irish, 25% French, 25% uh, German. So Yeah, my um, people were in Auschwitz, man. They were guards. <laughs> <laughs> you had the good ones, right? You yeah. The good ones. Yeah, well, if right. they weren't, they would have been they would have been otherwise. Um they would have been off by the German SS. Uh, November 1966, two, uh, two volunteer firefighters uh, who saw that it was or saw something said that it was a large bird with red eyes. These were probably the most genuine guys who were just like, it wasn't even a person. It was a large bird. You know, you can always trust firefighters, right? Right, right. Two firefighters. Yeah. Uh, 
That was right. from the, let's see, that was the 1966. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There was one more from the 1960s period. Um, two more. Contractor Newell Partridge stated that when he aimed a flashlight at a creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors and uh, blamed the buzzing noises from his television and the disappearance of his German shepherd dog on the creature. This was 90 oh. miles from Point Pleasant, by the way, where the other ones took place. What do you think of that, V? Anything? The you dog, dog disappeared? Yeah, like, his dog went mean, missing. Uh, that's a weird thing. Here's, here's what happened with that, and I read a little bit more on this person's account. Because, you know, if you look at if you look at Mothman history, it's just going to give you little snippets. I had to dig deeper on some of these assholes' claims. And this one, he apparently, he went back inside to get his gun, and then he couldn't come back outside. He chickened out. Um, he was he was going really? back to get his gun, and this is like douchebag. Like so, this guy, if if you remember anyone, and you judge anyone harshly from this episode, Newell Partridge, he abandoned his dog and sacrificed his German Shepherd Man, dog to the Mothman uh, because he went inside to get his gun, and then he did not come back outside. To go How find would his that gun? not be in it? Like I don't know. Maybe it's just me, and I'm sure you. I like. I can safely assume that you and I would do the same thing in this scenario. If a moth monster man appeared in your backyard sure. and was attacking your dog, it would be the most exciting thing to run and get your gun and take down. I would be immediately like, "Holy shit, dude! Now's my chance. I'm right. gonna be famous. Yeah. I'm gonna sure. be famous. I'll blow off its head and then sell it to a museum." So yeah. here's the thing too, is and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think I think that would be great. That would be amazing. But think about it this way. I know you've had pets in the past who, um, you know, you loved and you cherished and, and and that. And you know, I've got two dogs right now. I've got Diesel and Chewy. And Diesel, he's a big baby. Um, Chewy, he's the tough guy, little dog. He's a beagle bulldog. And then I have the English Mastiff, who's a big fat baby. Um, but Diesel, he's the one who gets himself into trouble quite often. And yeah. in situations like that, I never let my dogs, I never leave my dogs behind, right? I go and I make sure that they come inside first in front of me. And then I go deal with the threat. And anyone who does anything other than that, I think is something of a coward. And for, for that reason, I think Newell Partridge is a bit of a coward leaving his German shepherd to some mysterious creature. Yeah. Right? Like that's to... some bitch shit. Right? Yeah. I'm going to say it. That's some bitch shit. Yeah, some like, poop-butt-ass buster shit. You have a dog, if you're a dog person, and this is, uh, again, this is just me, and I'm sure you can agree. If you have a dog, that's your family, man. Like, you love that dog. You know, like, I, every dog I've ever had, that was my family. Right. And I can, I can say the same thing for you and your horse. It's the same thing, yeah. man. You wouldn't, leave it, you wouldn't leave it behind. Yeah, that dog is a horse. You can yeah, ride that thing. He's a... But yeah, I agree. The guy, the man was, he bitched out. He did some bitch shit. He left his dog hanging. But I like, okay, like, let's, let's, uh, let's go play the devil's advocate here. Like, we didn't see what he saw either. Like, what if it was something so terrifying, so like that it just stopped you in your tracks? Like, I've never said, like, okay, I'm going to give a little bit of credit to him, and I know it's, he's a puss right, for bailing right. on his dog, but imagine that seeing something, like, if I saw a demonic 
whatever just standing there in the backyard i'd probably freeze in my tracks first i I would definitely freeze in my tracks first like holy shit what the frick is that right and then i would go you know get the luger with the okay space laser gun (laughs) (laughs) speaking from a position of a guy who who who, who's currently uh we'll leave it at that um, I was gonna say from a guy who is who's actively pursuing his uh, the purchase of his first gun. Now I'm not I'm not faulting you. I'm saying it's the fault of uh, California's excessive right. gun laws. Um, yeah, no, I get it, uh, and I feel you. I understand because we talked about this the other day in the Discord. And, and again, if you're listening and you're not part of the Discord, shame on you because you missed out on this whole conversation. I have had instances in my paranormal research in which I was locked. And I could not respond accordingly. But I have also been in situations. Now, in that situation, I was with a friend who I knew could handle himself. He was a soldier, too. So I'm like, I'm not necessarily worried about him as much as I am just, like, locked in position. I couldn't deal do with it. But remember, now, years ago, this is back when I had Cootie, right? My, my first dog, Anubis. Uh, he was attacked by a very large dog. And the first thing I did was ran out and kicked the other dog off of him. So yeah, yeah. that should be your in- instinct is to protect yeah. your dog. That is your that dog. Fight, fight, right? Get the adrenaline pump yeah. in it. That, you know, what's an, that's an interesting story. Something similar happened to my mom. We had a pit bull uh, growing up. Actually, was, she was a big baby. She was bull mastiff too. Pit bull, bull mastiff. And she was a big baby. Um, and she got attacked by a chow and it was like crazy it was like this crazy thing my mom was walking it and out of the blue she got attacked and my mom like it was crazy like out of nowhere like sheer force of will or something like grabs this giant chow grabs it by its fucking neck and just picks it up and like throws it over the fence and I was like holy shit like first of all (laughs) that dog had to be heavy (laughs) like what the fuck just happened you know but um see that's the thing I think that that kind of stuff kicks in. I think you're right. So, so maybe okay. And here's a theory. Maybe it was something else. You know, like I don't know. Let me let me add to this. Let me add to my credibility as a as a beloved dog owner because this okay. thing has happened with Diesel. Now, w- with your mother, right? She, it's it's that adrenaline that kicks in in the same yeah. way that like if your child. That's and that's a testament to your mother and a testament to. Uh, dog ownership right and how they become part of your family because when your child as a mother is in some kind of bad situation you all of a sudden develop hulk retard strength where you can just do things like you can lift a car up off of them Um, stories about that people lifting buses and shit yeah so so that does not surprise me the situation with your mother and i don't i don't I think that sounds totally legitimate. I think anybody who understands that amount of adrenaline that pulses through, especially a mother, it's different for a mother because they have some kind of special mother genes within them that causes that, that gives them greater strength than males, as it were. Scientific term too, mother genes. Yeah, mother genes, right? Um, but recently, when I was down in Texas, uh, I had Diesel on his leash, and I wasn't going to take him out, but everybody in Texas has pit bulls, because every every rap video, every, they've got a pit bull. So this pit bull comes running out of the house next door to my, uh, my in-law's house, 
comes running down and starts barking and he and Diesel start getting at it. And I pull Diesel, he goes between my legs, which he barely fits because like you said, he's a horse. So he gets between my legs and I have to put my hand out to block this pit bull, right? And that was my first instinct. That should be your instinct when you have a have a child or you have a dog or whatever. It should be to, I am in charge. I have to put myself between the threat and my child or my dog or my whatever. Meanwhile, this Newell Partridge runs into his house to get his gun, which, okay, I got it. That, sit reasonable. Never comes yeah. back out. Chicken yeah. out. Refuses to come back out. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Hmm. I would go right back. I would go right back. You have I would to. do the same thing for my sword, right? My katana. And then immediately rush out there and try to get myself a piece of that thing, you know, a limb or something. Yeah, you, you got know? to. Tail, yeah. You got to test that DNA. It's crazy. So, what else do we got? Were uh, there more sightings after that? Or there is that sure the... are. There sure are, V. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> Should I do my newscaster? There are more. Yeah. 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 Uh, in the in the months that followed, as legend has it, uh, which is like the start of a lie, uh, the Mothman continued to terrorize <laughs> residents. Uh, the plant, or, I'm sorry, one family that lived near the abandoned TNT plant reported seeing a red light in the sky above the plant that they could not identify. After seeing the red light, the mother of the family drove to the neighbor's house. As she got out of the car, a figure who had been lying on the ground next to it stood up. She described it as a gray creature again, very progressive family, and appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That was bigger than a man with glowing eyes. The woman ran to the neighbor's house, and the creature followed her onto the porch. Sounds a little bit like Moondog's experience, right? Didn't he get chased oh, by the Mothman? Yeah, um, maybe that's what we saw was the Mothman. Glowing eyes. That's definitely a reoccurring theme here. Yeah. Um, yeah. The police were called, and it vanished before they arrived. The woman said that months later, she would hear what sounded like a woman uh, outside of her home, and she believed... It was the Mothman. So the Mothman sounds a bit like a woman. Uh, let's power through these real quick before we huh. and then we can laugh about them. Uh, the Mothman okay. sightings, along with the alleged UFO, UFO run-in uh, sightings and run-ins with strange men dressed in black in the area, led to a swarm of monster hunters dis- descending upon the area. One famous paranormal writer, uh, John Keel, who ended up writing a book called The Mothman Prophecies in 1975, uh, visited Point Pleasant bringing more widespread attention to the phenomenon along with him. Keel was convinced that the strange happenings, which included a large number of cases and alleged poltergeist activity in the Ohio Valley, were linked. Uh, he wrote over 100 people observed the Mothman in West Virginia between 1966 and 1967. Uh, and then... Yeah, then, then there was some other stuff that we're going to get into, but then also in 2016... Uh, the WCSH-TV published a photo. Uh, I want to I share this here real quick. Um, they published some photos uh, of what was reported to be a mothman taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route 2 of Mason County, West Virginia. What uh, the hell? Is, yeah, this is one of them. And then we've got another one right here. So if you're like, well, that could be anything. You know, who knows what that is. But then here's from another angle. And this one right what? here actually what? looks a bit like a superhero taking flight, getting out of here. Yeah, like it's the, Hawkman. Uh, or Harvey Birdman. 
the Iron Giant leaving Planet yeah. Earth. <laughs> the Spoiler alert, he leaves Planet Earth. Uh. Um, this was in West Virginia as well, these huh. sightings, which is... That is weird. Yeah. I like I like these ones, because they're very, like... And I know I shared one in the Discord See, earlier. See, that of the first shape one is the one that it's kind of hard to... It's hard to say what that is, and judging by the size and the distance, it... Ah, uh, that is... Man, that's... My, my uh, Bigfoot rating of this episode just went up, because... Even I'm kind of stumped on this. So like, I me, can't think, oh, that was doctored. Somebody drew that because it doesn't look that way. Let me tell you what um, huh. Sharon A. Hill, she gave it zero Bigfoots because she proposed that the video taken in 2016 showed a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or snake away and wrote that there is zero reason to suspect that it is a mothman as yeah. described in legend. There are far too many reasonable explanations. Now, I could see that. I could see that. You can see an owl carrying a, or a bird or an owl carrying a frog or snake away. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I can definitely see that now. Yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah, definitely. Okay. That well, one not... specific. All right. Well, what yeah. about like if I told you, hey, let's look at let's look at this picture here real quick. Does that? to you look like an owl carrying a bird see that to me looks like a bird looks like a bird yeah it definitely sure. looks like a bird i'll say that and then this one that one see? i don't know see that see one i i don't know i don't know about that one because look at this bottom half here looks like it's a like... 1970s bell bottoms uh somebody <laughs> it looks like saturday night fever he's got his me. leg propped up on the other <laughs> one because he's trying to look cool yeah, he's doing yeah. some Saturday Night Fever dancing. That's it just Johnny looks Travolta. like some Rorschach bullshit. It looks like the Rorschach inkblot test. That's what it looks like. Some okay. shit that they go, what do you see here? And you go, titties. And they titties. go, you, you can't see titties for every single one of them. All right, yeah. well. But I, um, I don't know. All right, that well, last tell me one, this. Tell me this. Can't really see. Would you agree with these explanations? If I were to tell you that these were the ways that they explained it away, tell me if this helps lower... What is your current Bigfoot rating be? Can you tell me that? Well, okay, my Bigfoot rating is at, it's at least at three or four right now. And it's only because of my, you know, my logic about gene splicing. Like, you tell me there's a half-man, half-moth out there, or a bird-sized bird... <laughs> If you tell me there's a man-sized bird creature out there, I'm inclined to go, well, it's definitely possible. Genetic splicing is a thing. So I'm not going to sit here and go, well, nature just spawned some fucking moth man. <laughs> some bird-sized. Right. Yeah, a man-sized bird creature. Yeah, that's to me is like, okay, I don't know about that. You know, unless, I don't know, maybe a moth, you know, a man banged a moth. I don't know. How does that work? You know, I don't think so. But now genetic splicing, that's a thing. That's like a real thing. And so I'm always like quick to go, well, I'm not going to discount that there's a possibility that there's some weird genetic, what do we call chimera? There, that's the yeah, possibility. Yeah, sure. It is. And so I immediately, based on that, have to give it at least two Bigfoots and go, eh, it's possible. It's something, you know? there's something there. Yeah. Now let me let me help dispel some of these possibilities for you based off of the expert opinions at the time uh, of, right. of these particular sightings. Because I don't want to be I don't want us to be that show that just gives you the, 
the paranormal shit. No. Um, I, yeah, I, like, I, I like for us to be able to present the other. As much as I might shit on it and you might agree with it, um, yeah, I like to present it. Because because to me, any of these sure. arguments that you're going to hear, I'm going to let you know up front, they don't cut the mustard. These dogs don't hunt, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, All right, Mason, let's hear it. Mason County Sheriff, now this is the area of Point Pleasant where they were having the original 1960s sightings. Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron, which he termed a shite poke. That's what he called it. He called this giant heron. Uh, Wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that that descriptions and sightings all fit the Sandhill Crane. A large American crane almost as high as a man with seven-foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. Now, the bird may have wandered out of its migration route and therefore was unrecognized at first because Uh, it was not native. That's because that's get you're right. That one doesn't carry weight with me at all. That's like, oh, well, it's probably some shit that came from some other fucking habitat and just happened to show up. Like, come on, dude. Come on. It's like saying, oh, yeah, it just happened to be. That's like saying, oh, Bigfoot is probably just some giant gorilla that wandered around. Like, come on, dude. What are the chances of that? Like, really? Now, while while we're on that topic of people giving shitty excuses, Joe Nickel, an author and investigator with the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, uh, which sounds like a total buzzkill organization (laughs) just right off the bat. Yeah, Uh, what a job to have. Like, imagine. He claims that the Mothman is an owl. Uh, he says that ba- this is his quote: "Barn owls seem likely to, uh, in part, because they are already considered eerie." Uh, according to Ryan Barber, a researcher with the Barn Owl Project, they famously like to roost in old and abandoned billion- buildings and have an unsettlingly odd appearance. And their vocal repertoire is heavy on hisses and clicks, which, which to me, when I, when I was reading it, I was like, "Come on, like the." Your excuse is that barn owls are kind of just naturally off-putting, and for that reason, it's the it's the Mothman. Like, come on. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we already covered that. Also, in 2017, uh, there were 55... Now, this is all... So far, what we've covered is West Virginia. Apparently, in Chicago, there is a Mothman, okay? Um, there were 55 Mothman sightings in Chicago in 2017 on this dude, uh, Lon Strickler's website. But the argument that David Gallo made, and he's a psychologist at the University of Chicago, lending credence to some of his um, credibility, uh, he said wow. people are more likely to visit a paranormal-centric website like Strickler's. Uh, they might also be more inclined to believe in and therefore witness the existence of a Mothman. Now, these are people, and this is all... What happens is you could go to this website, and you could report a sighting of a Mothman, and then David Gallo later went, and, and he was, like, studying the um, mass hysteria, right, of, of, of um, sightings. And as, oh, that's as, interesting. That's, that's that interesting. Is, I'll give him a little credit there. He, the guy did research. That's that was. Right. So what, yeah, what you, you have to appreciate that. that. Yeah. Yeah, you have to appreciate a guy that does his research because at the very least he had he had his own questions, you know, and that's a person that said, Hey, look, man, something's going on and I'd like to get to the bottom of it. So let's let's figure it out, you know, let's do some research. And so he took the time 
you know, to figure it out. Well, to get to get some data, right? That's what it is, data. Well, but I don't right. know the owl thing. I don't buy the owl thing either. And and here's why is because too many people said the eyes glowed red. Like if they had been like they were yellow eyes, I'd be like, oh, okay, well then it's probably a fucking owl, <laughs> you douchebag. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. Let yeah. me um. Plus, what, looks like a dude. That looks like a dude with a jetpack or something. Yeah, let me go ahead and pull up. Um, here are some just just for your guys' edification. Here are some images, some artist renditions of the Mothman, right? So this is kind of yeah. what people were seeing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other, like again to talk about the the owl, like an owls owls aren't man size, right? <laughs> like these people are saying they saw something pretty big, and owl wouldn't fit the bill. You know what I mean? I've never seen so I as as an aspiring falconer, I I've never seen a six foot tall owl. Now I can't agree that owls are off putting, and they can make you uncomfortable when you see them because I've watched the movie The Fourth Kind. Um, yeah, I get it, but owls are, I mean, I, I would, as a falconer, if I, if I, if I go that route, as I'm currently pursuing, um, if I ever had a bird of prey, I, at one point, I'm sure I would have an owl, just out of curiosity, because they are kind of cool creatures, and they're fun, uh, interesting creatures, certainly, um, it'd be nice to have one and see what they're all about, but, six feet tall like i'm well aware of the difference between a regular sized and owl sized man creature and a man-sized yeah. owl creature right yeah, exactly. um and here are some images of the, the mothman just if you're looking for some scary stuff because it's it, it can be difficult at this point to describe the mothman as a scary creature right um, as we understand him, he's kind of just been like a, a nuisance or just something that's existed. There's nothing really scary about him. Yeah, they haven't committed any weird things. Oh, that that's a cool one. I like this one. Can you imagine seeing yeah, that like, and somebody telling you, no, that was an owl that you saw? Well, it was six feet tall. Like, come on. I saw him in my headlights. This is what it looked that like. That goes, and this, okay, this one, I like this one because it goes with what the description, like, first of all, it's a brown man. That is a brown man with some weird ass or wings. Or gray. You know, we're kind of at that position or where gray, it's like. Yeah, this is like. This is pretty good. I, this is a mock man. This is what. I'm with this right now. It like, reminds I, me of I buy that it. whole thing where occasionally you see it on Facebook where they're like, what color is this dress? And it's either like kind of like a tan and gray or tan and gold or a blue and gray or whatever you know like and then people argue about it so here we've seen you were like well yeah that's a brown man and i'm like well to me it's gray so yeah, i can yeah. see the distinction between the original uh reports where somebody said well that's it's a, it's a six foot tall brown man and somebody says well it's a six foot tall gray man okay i get it this is it could be brown it could be gray see, but this is kind of and they probably saying. didn't have like smart terms but or at least the normal people didn't know the word humanoid they were just right. like it was a man but no obviously it's something that's shaped like a man but i don't know that that's a man <laughs> it's like but uh definitely i think if i lived in the 1960s and i saw that i'd probably be like it was a man dude yeah flying around it was a man with wings yeah. in the area where we used to create munitions for world war ii and then yeah that would that would certainly increase the hysteria of people being like well 
perhaps this was the byproduct of our you know you got all the hippies and all of them who are like well we've been out there creating munitions and perhaps we created this man moth creature um this this man-sized bird creature or maybe a bird-sized <laughs> moth creature i don't know um but yeah let's talk about so here's where it kind of gets paranormal as if we haven't already been paranormal enough um maybe it was a cryptid maybe it was who knows who knows what it was who cares it was a man-sized bird creature and or bird-sized man creature and that's all we know about it but what is the significance of the mothman what have you heard about the mothman as far as like say it were paranormal v what do you know about it like what would you say is there anything about the mothman that strikes you as perhaps paranormal well okay like let's do the accounts that we have like nobody said anything about it attacking anyone or doing anything dangerous right or doing anything that would cause harm right. like there's no like like the guy said his dog was missing but that doesn't mean that his dog just didn't run off in fear you know there wasn't like blood from the dog being mutilated or whatever nothing like that um i don't know you know what i have a theory <laughs> i have a theory i have a theory here go ahead what if just some guy that was like trying to make his own superhero suit he was like he was like i'll put together some wings and i'll be able to fly and that's what it was. That's, he's got some like visor that makes his eyes glow red. That's what I'm picturing at least. But I don't know. Like okay, like full full. What I basically think of this is it, it's not harmful. It definitely like if this Mothman thing is for real, it's either a chimera, some sort of fused genetic fucking abomination, right? Or it's a dude that thinks he's a superhero yeah. and made a superhero suit and is literally flying around in the sky. Those are what I think, like, based on the knowledge we have, those are the things that I would say, if it is real, you know, I've never seen a Mothman personally, so I can't say for sure, but if it is real, those are what my theories would be that, that it is. So I don't know. I'd find it hard, find it hard to believe. What 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 is your evidence? Are you muted? You're muted, dude. My bad. My bad. All right. <laughs> let me let me start over there. Good yeah, because I, I fucked that up. Um, yeah. So, in December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-seven, with the uh, after the sightings of the Mothman that we talked about earlier, the nineteen sixties, many of them in, in uh, West Virginia, there was a collapse of the Silver Bridge in which forty-six people died. Uh, families who lived near the TNT family or factory reported seeing strange lights above the facility. 
Kale even wrote in his book that a window of supernatural activity had been opened in the area, which led to the above-average paranormal sightings and tragic events. You know what's funny is above-average paranormal sightings. Like, what is the average number of paranormal activity? Anyways, I disregard that. Uh, April 26, 1986, the Chernobyl reactor meltdown. Uh, we're, we're all aware of the Chernobyl reactor meltdown, right? Sure. Uh, workers and residents of the town outside of the facility Pripyat uh, in Russia reportedly seeing a or reported seeing a bizarre winged creature flying over the town on numerous occasions in the days leading up to the incident. September 4th through the 16th in 1999, there were a series of reports of the Mothman sighting uh, leading up to, or I'm sorry, this this was leading up to the Russian apartment bombings of September 4th through the 16th in 1999. Uh, I think we're all aware of the the inside job September 11th, 2001 uh, in the World Trade Center, where witnesses reported seeing a large crane neck figure in the vicinity of the towers five days prior to the attack. Even on the day of the attack, witnesses reported seeing the face of the Mothman through the smoke and debris. August 1st, 2007, collapse of the I-35 West Bridge in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, 13 people died, 145 injured. There were Mothman sightings a month prior to the collapse. April 10th, 2019, residents of La Junta in the Mexican state of uh Chihuahua, which I, I guess I did never read that word before I prepared for this, <laughs> yeah. began noticing a strange creature in their midst. He was very tall and hairy with two expansive wings and wide bloodshot eyes. Uh, one young student even reported that the creature chased him relentlessly uh, and that there were 15 minutes of maximum despair, said the student, who chose to remain anonymous during the interview. It was during this time that the area began to see a rise in swine flu cases to the ongoing 2009 outbreak. Uh, I don't remember the swine flu outbreak of 2009. Two other witnesses by the orchard near uh, Minyaka Cemetery. Some believe some believers theorize that the creature terrifying the residents of Chihuahua was in fact the Mothman. So, uh, in any instance, and I know you like to spoil... Um, Loki and I've been watching Loki lately. Uh, where was the? Really? Yeah, where was the female Loki hiding in apocalyptic events? What yeah. what do we see here? These these Mothmen uh, hiding in <laughs> apocalypse events. Could you imagine like being the angel of death and like everybody mistakes you for the Mothman? They're like. <laughs> He's a, like he's, a, he's a he's a he's a bird sized moth. Man. Man, like a moth. <laughs> <laughs> like well, how burned would you be? Be like, man, come on, I'm not a moth, dude. I'm he's... the angel of death. <laughs> no, he's a bird sized man creature. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just really the angel. Like, how cool is that? Like, of all things, right? And the Japanese they call him Shinigami the angels or the gods of death right they show up and they're just there to like kill everybody or everything and this is like a cool job to have as like an afterworld afterlife thing but over here on earth everybody's we call him the mothman that bird-sized man <laughs> every time and he goes home and he's just depressed like every every day 
I can't. Can I get a break? Like, can't seriously. Like, what is the what is the most harmless creature on the planet? Oh, a moth. Oh, yeah, yeah a moth. the angel of death. He's a moth man. He's a little moth the... man. He's a little bird-sized man creature. You yeah, know, I bet the poor horseman really about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the angel of death is thrilled to go home to his his the, the wife of the angel of death, and he's like, oh, they called me the fucking bird moth man again. You know. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's, what that's that's what people they, they they think that the Mothman is the harbinger of doom, right? What do you think of that? What do you think of like the 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 possibility? All right, so so riddle me this. We know that people saw this. They 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 look at the moth or they look at these tragic events, and you can tie sightings of some kind of Mothman to these major events yeah. that we recognize. I mean, we, we know of the, the swine flu. We know of the World Trade Center collapse. We know of the Chernobyl uh, meltdown. We know of these things and that they were like huge events that, that we, to this day, maybe we didn't even experience them. I, I know there's some, some folks probably watching at home who weren't even alive or were like babies or children at the time of the World Trade Center. Um, we know of these things because some of them we experienced, some, some of them we did not, and we still know of them. Like, right. but there were sightings of this moth monster man. What do you think of that, V? Do you think? Uh, well, do you think oh, okay, like we're talking, like let's be real here. Like, it's it's just like what my theory was. Like, imagine being the angel of death, and everybody's mistake. Like, if that's the case, it's not a moth. It's not some big ass moth. It's the angel of death out there doing his deeds, and like everybody's just mistaking him for that. That's what I'm saying, right? Like that's that makes more sense to me than some bird-sized man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not a bird-sized man monster creature. Yeah. He's, he's a man, he's a man-sized man bird creature, right? <laughs> There's a difference. There's a big difference, as you as you made it clear in the beginning. Um, by the way, let me just say. Since he decided to finally fucking grace yeah, us with his presence, welcome to the chat, Jacob. And he's like pretending like he was here the whole time. Well, can we kill the moth yeah. monster man with the bonfire? Like light it up and just, ah, uh, 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 <laughs> you know. By the way, good night, good night, J Dubs. We'll see you. We'll yeah, see you in the chat. But um, yeah. So, well, so you, you would you say think? you think it's an actual moth monster? I like. Okay, I gave you all my spiel. What I think, but. What do you think it is? Are are you and I know you. You're quick to be like, well, it is. It is a moth. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is a, a bird-sized man creature. Well, it's a man-sized man bird creature. A bird. Uh, yeah. I think, and I've made this clear in the past, that. So imagine this. Let's put ourselves in the position. Let's take it theological, if we can. All right. Yeah. As we've as 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 you've come to appreciate me being that guy. Yeah. Um, I joke about John of Potmos being a knuckle-dragging fisherman, right? And mm -hmm. what he understood at the time, and he related his revelations to what he knew at the time. And we can look at revelations and we can, we can sit here and we can be like, well, what an idiot. He didn't know about rockets and shit and, you know, COVID and shit. Like, so he did what he could with what he had at the time. Right. He are doing with what we have at the time what we can with the mothman so if in fact 
The Mothman. Is the harbinger of death, the angel of death, or what the Japanese call a, what would you call them? Uh, Shinigami. Yeah, right. Um, whatever that is, in reality, we're doing with what our tiny lizard brains can do with the sightings and the information that we've gathered. Uh, so we understand it to be, we just call it a Mothman, because that's all we know. But in reality... It's some kind of, like, fascinating, amazing angel of death and terrifying and uh, yeah, yeah. enough to run inside and then not be willing to come back out to get our dog. You know, like that sort of thing. Yeah. I, and I talked about yeah. it the other day about the, the demon that I encountered, the manifestation of a demon that I encountered where I just could not move. Um, is right. that what we are currently encountering or what we have encountered since the 1960s with this moth monster man? Maybe. I think that's totally plausible. I think that, and especially if you're seeing, if there are people witnessing this creature leading up to major casualty or like mass casualty events, and people are seeing the angel of death uh, in the clouds and they're seeing it beforehand as a warning. Like, if you see something like that in the sky, I think you should probably heed whatever warning you perceive from that creature like if yeah. you see something in the sky that looks like a moth monster man or perhaps an angel of death you should assume death is coming right you should assume something bad is going to happen when you see a moth monster man appear in the night sky with red glowing eyes and now that we know this, and we know that there have been instances in which people see this moth, moth, moth monster man, this man-sized moth creature, man-sized <laughs> bird creature, in the sky, we know that that is a warning of impending doom. You should perceive a man-sized bird creature with red glowing eyes as a warning of impending doom. And Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, that, that's Even what as it, someone who me, like, I'm like, I'm middle of the road on all that. I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, if I'm, if I see that, if I were to see something <laughs> that I immediately thought my brain goes, that is like the angel of death or something. And like, again, like I had never experienced anything like that. So I can't say, but I can, and this is where I go to bat for homeboy that let his dog <laughs> disappear. Like I go, okay, well, hang on a second. Like, we don't know what you would, how you would react. If you saw, like, let's assume, like, we laugh and say it was a bird-sized man, a man-sized bird creature. A bird-sized man creature, was, yeah. If it was actually the angel of death, and that's just what everybody's saying, it was the Mothman, and it was actually the angel of death, and he saw the angel of death, then how, who are we to blame him for not going back out there? Because that would probably be the most terrifying experience of your life, hands down. Hands down, the okay. most terrifying Experience. Let me so, let and I'm me, not saying like he's still a jerk. Like I personally, I would have gone after the dog. Yeah, even if it wasn't my dog, I would have gone after the dog. Right. But uh, now, let me. Okay, I and I agree with you, and I feel like I've made that somewhat clear. I've, I've presented conflicting arguments here because I, I myself am the guy who like if another dog is attacking my dog, I will protect my dog. But I'm also the guy who like experienced what I think is the manifestation of a demonic entity um and i have reacted in a way where i i just locked up 
and I could not react. So I know that there are times where we as physical beings are presented with something extra physical or paranormal right. or supernatural or super, super preternatural or supernatural or whatever. I have experienced that and I know the effect it has on the physical body. So I get it. I, I was a little hard on Newell Partridge because he <laughs> left his dog to die yeah. by the angel of death. And frankly, I don't think the angel of death probably has any interest in his dog. So his, his dog probably ran off and maybe nobody ever followed up with him. And then years later, yeah. he was reunited you know, with damn his dog. Well, there's a dog angel of death. There's yeah. an angel of death for humans and there's an angel of death for dogs. There's a man-sized bird creature that specifically goes after dogs. Uh, so I, I doubt that this man-sized bird creature for man, this angel of death, had any interest in this dog and the dog yeah because they would have wanted. to have a dog-sized bird creature <laughs> or a man-sized dog bird creature um it just complicates things further uh, <laughs> but yeah no i get it okay i apologize to the to the estate of newell partridge for being harsh about your uh newell partridge's reaction to the because i i may not i may have been in the same circumstance where if i was outside of the right the uh area to which this entity could influence and i was able to get back inside and then it brought itself to a position where i was like well i can't go back outside you know because yeah. now i'm locked in this position yeah, holding my shotgun gun. yeah exactly that's that's the part of the story that makes me go well he went to get his gun first of all so he had some intent at first but something stopped him from going back out there that's the only thing i think or man i don't know maybe he was just like i'll hide and it won't find me and i'll just keep my gun which to me is like the bitch thing to do that's if you're gonna go get to your gun then go take it outside go like that's what we're trained right to let go me, towards the chaos <laughs> let me take my apology back and make it conditional okay if Newell Partridge went in to get his gun and was locked in place physically because that was yeah, the yeah. limits of his physical existence. Yeah. I apologize for the harsh things that I said about. But if he went inside and hid and then later when the news reporters came and asked him about it, he was like, oh, I just I went inside to get my gun but in reality he was hiding under his bed but he was like given a story for the newspaper oh, yeah, where yeah, he was yeah. like nah I was fucking like I couldn't get back outside to save my dog but in reality his dog was getting ripped to shreds by this bird sized man creature you know like that's a bitch thing to do but if he if he tr actively tried but was limited to then I apologize for that but in the other circumstance I do not apologize for that and I would like to make, make that very clear that my, apolo my apology is conditional uh, to to what was going on. So let, let's talk about this, V, because that's the end of um, my notes. Let's mm -hmm. talk about what wow, is your... Wow, content. Yeah, we got through it all. Uh, what is your final rating of Bigfoots and give us your reason why? Okay, I, I'm definitely going to go in the middle of the road. I'm going to do three Bigfoots. Well, I'll do two and a half. I'll do two and a half because perfect middle, right? Because I told you, it's got to be if it's a if it was a real thing like let's assume there's a mothman like a half man half moth <laughs> like that's half, just what it man, is half, half man half, half moth, moth yeah. right? then that is probably something that somewhere along the line someone was like let's try uh genetics with what do you got uh i got moth over here 
I got, I got the moth, I got the person, put them together, right? That's a thing. That's a thing that could happen. Like, it's not new, right? Or a, a person that just, like, made a suit, you know, like something that where they were like, I'll sh slingshot myself or I'll figure out a way to get through the air. Like, that's a possibility. So I can't rule it out. I can't go, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't say that in this instance, but I can say there's not a lot of evidence to back up. Like accounts of people to me is like, well, these guys who, who can fuck, like there's this thing called the Rashomon effect. And it's yeah, the more people that you talk to, the more bullshit it's gonna be. Because at some point you're going, well, this person's story is different from this person. And this person's story is different from this person. Like, like the gray versus the brown, right? Like somebody says it's a brown man. Somebody else says it's a gray man. And then you've got the eyes and you've got these pictures where somebody's going, oh, well, it's just a fucking owl or it's, uh, an owl carrying a, a snake or everybody's trying to like have their like uh, what do you call it uh, uh, subject matter expertise come into play well I know birds and I'm a bird fucking blah 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 and <laughs> so it's got yeah it's or whatever man fucking ornithologist <laughs> and they're going I know that it's this 14 foot heron and whatever and that's what it is and it's like really like okay really they go that's what it is and you're going it's a fucking shadow of something there's no way that you can determine that it is that, right? There's no way because it's it's just them saying, well, my knowledge says this shape is that bird, but that there's no way to determine that 100%. And so because of that, I can say, well, it's a possibility. I can't rule it out entirely, right? That's my logic, right? I always go to logic. And then in terms of like theological, from what you said, Based on those harbinger of death things, the doom, the doom harbinger, those people may have been seeing the angel of death based on what I know of the Bible, you know, and even like other cultural, um, what do you call it, um, de deity, right? Other cultural deity. Um, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> right? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it a lot of credit, but I will give it enough to say it's a possibility. It's a possibility on this one. And I know I'm quick to be like, come on, guy. Come on, guy. But this one, I have to go, oh, okay, yeah. What do you think? Well, well, let's see. I'm over here vaping and just, like, enjoying my yeah. my old-fashioned. <laughs> I actually got, my wife got me this old pre-mixed old-fashioned stuff. It's amazing. Nice. Like, I, it, it's very sweet. Handy, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and shill for this company. Handy yeah, and Schiller signature cocktails. It's an, a barreled old fashioned. It's very good. She got it for me and it's it's amazing. Um, and she 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 likes to know what I think about these alcohols that she buys me because she she'll buy them for me as she's out and about. She knows the sort of shit that I like, so I don't ever have to go shopping for my own liquor. She always buys it for me. Um, anyways, for for me, I think. So, I think the Moth Monster Man, I think as a cryptid, I think it's a zero. I don't think that the Mothman is a cryptid or a chimera or a hybrid. And I appreciate your stance on on science, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't buy that. I think that my, my opinion of the matter is that it is entirely from a theological perspective and and for this and from a supernatural preternatural type of uh, perspective because i think i and i think i've made this clear in the past i think there are people who are psychic i think there are people who are bestowed with this gift of like soup like uh, psychic ability 
and I think they're able to see things that perhaps others are not. And uh, I, I think that they're able to see into these other dimensions. I mean, 98% of the universe is unobservable because it's this, this dark matter shit. And I think right. some of these people are able to see into that. And I think there are probably ways to see into that that we're not necessarily, and certainly science isn't approaching it. They're not looking for it because it's supernatural and science isn't interested in the supernatural or they are and the sort of stuff that they are that, that, that they find is quickly squashed and again we've talked about this in the discord about how um the these humanities like these museums are forced to hide and give up this information that goes against the official narrative of like oh there's no such thing as bigfoot there's no such thing as these cryptids or whatever whatever there's no such thing as ufos there's no such thing as the paranormal whatever um I think it comes, my opinion on this comes strictly from the Mothman is a supernatural being in that it is the angel of death or it is uh, what we consider the angel of death or the harbinger of death. It is the, or the grim reaper or whatever. Right. Uh, and I think some people... You know, when you sit here and you think about, well, how come we don't have any video? Or how come everybody didn't see this moth monster man, this man-sized bird creature uh, <laughs> leading up yeah. to the events of 9-11? Because we had a lot of people who were out there. Surely everybody would have seen a man-sized bird creature or a bird-sized man creature. Uh, we, Everybody would have seen that if it were there. But I think the fact that we have X number of people who reported seeing it I think those are the people you should start with and saying, perhaps you have some kind of psychic ability and we should test that. Like, did right. you see a moth monster man on 9-11? Did you see a moth monster man on I-35 West from in, in Minneapolis that day? Did you see these things? Because we have questions and we want to kind of test your ability to. And, for, and maybe they are doing that. And maybe we just don't because we're not allowed to know that sort of information so because it's protected. You're saying you're saying that you think it is like the angel of death and it's just getting mistaken for a moth monster. Yeah, I <laughs> That's do. What you're saying, I, okay, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I, so, I can get behind that with you. On so, that one. and and I'm not saying everybody has to believe me. That's fine because it's a it's a it's a leap, right? You have to believe certain things before you're able to believe that specific thing. You have to believe that some people have the ability to or have this psychic ability you have to believe that before you can believe a hundred people saw a moth monster man on 9-11 um that's the sort of thing that you have to get behind before you can believe this specific thing and i think once you believe that if that's something that you naturally innately believe then the leap to well yeah a hundred people reported seeing a moth monster man and they legitimately saw a moth monster man on September 11th. Like once right. you believe one, it's so easy to make that natural just jump to the other one and be like, well, yeah, that makes sense right. that somebody would see that. Um, yeah. And even if you don't believe the first, once you start to like, I think once you get to that point where you're like, well, a hundred people came out and said that they saw the moth monster man on 9-11. Uh, surely there's something to that. How do I get to that point where I can believe that? That's where you've got to bridge. That's the missing link, right? That's where you got to be like, well, what do I need to believe in order to believe that? There's something there. 
Like, I have to figure that. And you kind of have to do some backwards planning from there to figure out where you're, what you're missing. And once you do that, I think it's funny because you can go from either way. You can already start out believing that people are innately psychic. Or you can innately, I'm sorry, you can innately believe that some people are psychic and then believe that 100 people saw 9-11, the Moth Monster Man on 9-11. Or you can say, okay, well, 100 people saw a Moth Monster Man on 9-11. There's got to be something to that. So what do I need to do to get to that point where I can believe that? And you backwards plan to a point where you're like, okay, maybe not innately, but now you're like, well, now I can start to see where there are some people who are psychic and who have this ability to see certain things. And once I can appreciate that, I can better bridge that gap. And you can kind of start moving. You, you can move in that direction. It's kind of a weird thing where, like, you, I get where you, I know where you are, V., and I know where a lot of people are where they're like, well, I just don't believe that it's not fucking paranormal, dude. Right? You can well, believe that. that I that's fine. Believe. Let's clarify. No, 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 it's no, no, not no, no. Like And I know, I know, I know. I've never experienced anything, so I don't have personal evidence to say that I can believe. I don't have anything that, like, tells me, like, that's uh, that's true. And, you know, something that I've experienced personally to be able to say. I'm not, I'm never saying that it's not possible. Right. I'm never saying, I, no, I'm not that's telling not what I'm you saying. that no psychics. I'm saying I've never seen one. I've never seen one that wasn't like, uh, your grandpa's name was uh, starts with a G. <laughs> right, and you that's not I mean? how psychic works. And let me let me clarify that for anybody at home who, so so I don't believe in psychics who I don't think there's any. I mean, there may be truth to some people are gifted the ability to um, these psychic abilities. And I know we're running over on time, so I'm going to end it with this. Yeah, I was going to say I um, haven't eaten. Dinner. <laughs> I have to go eat there are around. people who are able to do these things but you're going to see a lot of like mass uh, public people who can go out there and who can who can talk about oh your grandpa's name was Steve and so on and very specific things but that's yeah, not yeah, how yeah. psychic works psychic works in you're kind of given it's almost like if you look at the Old Testament and you look at the prophesying that a lot of the, the major prophets and the minor prophets did that was information that they were given right by the divine and they are able to take that information divulge it and then it ends up being true and then you've got people who consult demons and they are able to get information from them the wrong way uh and they're able to take that and relay it and then all of a sudden it's true as well you're like oh holy shit both these guys are right they came right. up with the right results they just went different avenues to get there and so the people who are doing it the right way presumably they're not going to be able to be the guys who are like well your grandfather's name was such and such he died of cancer and he has a tiny you have a a stopwatch that you got from him that's not the sort of information the divine is going to give you because it's not important then you've got people who go through uh you know kind of like demonic means and they they end up getting information like that we, because we they can't do um we might have to do an episode about this because i have a lot of questions i like and you know what? The, and I hate to say it, but maybe we need to have Dave Outlandish back because I have a lot of questions about stuff like that, like things that I'd like to know, like logically, how does that work, and stuff like that that I'd like to really delve into. So maybe we should um, consider doing a, a full episode about psychic abilities and stuff because I, 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 you know, I've said this before. I would like to have superpowers. <laughs> I would like, I would like to achieve some sort of super ability. So, uh, yeah, let's definitely talk about that at some I, point. So here's the thing with Dave Outlandish, and I know we've talked about it in the past. 
Um, the thing with Dave Outlandish is, and and again, I would I'm not going to get into too deep into it because I don't know what he wants released. Um, but I thought Dave didn't like us anymore. I thought he didn't want anything to do with us. He may not. He may not want to ever come on live with us again. Yeah. I thought Dave uh, wanted to after their experience. Right. But Dave was he was on the show three fucking times, and he and he yeah. loves us for that. Like he 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 wanted to come back on. Um, but I thought Dave had washed his hands of us, and I thought he was done with us. But uh, I recently found Dave. Like we haven't talked to Dave Outlandish in forever, and he 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 erased himself from social media and everything. And I recently found Dave again, and I have been talking to Dave, and I think Dave is still on board with us. Like I think he's still okay with us. So I will. This is my promise to you out there. If you guys are Dave Outlandish fans. I will reach out to Dave this week and I will ask him if he's willing to come back on the show. <laughs> I love Dave. I love yeah. Dave Outlandish. I have disagreements with Dave. Like most of the my ideologies clash with Dave's, but I love Dave. I think Dave's a great guy. Um, and, and in fact, the other day I talked to him, he posted a thing on Instagram and I don't know if he wants his Instagram leaked yet, but I saw a post on his, one of his, um, instagram stories or whatever it was it was a picture of spongebob on the dance floor with this creepy filter on top of it and i said dave or no i said i said is this one of those egregores that uh you know i shouldn't be looking at david and then all he did was like liked my comment which to me was an indicator that that's exactly the sort of fucking trouble dave was trying to do (laughs) yeah and, and so like he's still up to his old tricks and if you guys are interested in having Dave on let us know in the chat let us know just shoot us a message uh, let us know if you want Dave on I'm going to talk to Dave this week and if you want Dave to come back on I will ask Dave Outlandish to come back on and maybe we'll talk about some psychic shit uh, with that being said V do you have anything that you'd like to shill before we close out yeah let me uh, let me shill real quick um, we're not on Twitter anymore at least I'm not Tom I think taking a break um, I deleted my Twitter entirely. I'm just kind of done with social media. I do have my LinkedIn still for um, for business stuff. But, man, get on the Discord, guys. If you're not on the Discord, you should be. Get in there, chat with us. My boy James Pregler, man, he dro- drops those memes. I love it. Um, we've got Critter in there now, so we're, we're privy to her memes. Um, send us direct messages. Tag us you know, uh, at us or whatever in that Discord. We'll talk, man. We're in there all day, and, and we're always up for a chat and um, discussion or whatever. Um, we're at 684 uh, a subscription right now, so that's 16 until somebody wins a shower curtain. Now, if you if you happen to decide to get some 16 friends to do it, you can just win it on your own without waiting around for it to be, you know, the 700 even or whatever. Um, so yeah, the, the uh, obviously the contest is still going on. So um, as always, we love you guys. Thank you for showing up and joining us um, and, and dealing with our antics and saying bird-sized man creature. <laughs> but we love having you guys. Thanks always for coming out. Um, anything else, Tom? Did I miss anything? No. I, I want to I say this real quick. You guys don't know how close you were to this being the end of You Had Me at Bigfoot. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. We were going to end it at episode 100. And V talked me out of it, um, and the super fan talked me out of it, and 
we, we had talked about it. We had agreed upon it. We were going to go a different direction with the show. We were going to do something different with it. But at uh, episode 100, that was going to be the end, and that was going to be that. But we decided at the last possible minute, thanks to V and his uh, better judgment, we decided not to do it. And um, we are still going to continue on past episode 100. So if you are counting down the days to episode 100, thinking that that's going to be the end of it, you are wrong. We are going to continue on, and we are going to uh, keep going. So invite your friends. Tell your people about it. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, share it on whatever. Tell your friends, tell whoever you want to tell about it. Tell about people on the street. Tell people that we are not going anywhere for the for <laughs> foreseeable know, future. Hey, you bum, haven't you, you. heard of you? <laughs> Log on. You had me at Bigfoot yeah. on YouTube. Like, I, don't, um, I can't even buy food, man. <laughs> no, and, and, and the more we thought about it, the more I was like, man, because even we had agreed upon it, and that was the thing. We had agreed upon ending it at episode 100, and then I, I came to V the other day, and I said, do we really want to end fucking you had me at Bigfoot? Are we ready to give up that platform? No, because, and it was because we left Twitter. It was because we left Instagram. It was because we left everything that we decided. No, we, and, and, and the more I looked at the discord, the more I saw people like Jacob and, and Jacob's in the chat right now saying, thank you V and super fan for saving. You had me at Bigfoot. It was because of you guys in the discord as well that I started thinking, I'm like, Am I ready to give up fucking these guys? I love these guys. I do. I love you guys. It's so much fun to come here. And as much as it's a pain in the ass sometimes to come up with content, I love you guys. And, and I know V feels the same way. We, we love you to death. And we love coming here and talking shit about the Moth Monster Man. Like, where else are people going to yeah. listen to you talk about the Moth Monster Man? And I was yeah. talking to my wife, too, about this. I said... Man, we got like a hundred people who listen to the podcast alone. We've got 150 average viewers on the YouTube uh, who watch the show. Uh, it would be shitty, and those are like nothing numbers to the, your average YouTube personality or whatever. But like to us, that's huge, and it means so much to us that you guys come out here and and, and talk so you know, like that you guys listen to us just talking about nothing at all i mean what have we accomplished today we talked about the mothman <laughs> which which is like the most boring cryptid paranormal entity whatever and we just sit here and we just talk about our feelings about it and you guys listen and we love you for it and the, the idea like the fact that we have you guys in the the discord chat sharing funny memes and sharing funny shit that's what made us realize that we didn't need twitter anymore we realized, like, and this was the comment between me and V. It was a shared, uh, a shared opinion between the two of us, where we were like, we were on Twitter making jokes for people that we don't like, when we <laughs> have all the people that we love in the Discord. Like, yeah. why are we fucking around with the Twitter when we've got all of our actual friends in the Discord, and we've got people yeah, who yeah. actually care about us? watching yeah, exactly. the show who needs twitter when yeah. you've got that genuine interaction so what yeah. i'm going to do is i'm 100%. going to incorporate i'm going to include the discord chat i think i have in the past but i'm going to include it from now on instead of the twitter and all that bullshit it's going to be included in the youtube thing so if you're not involved in the discord get in there because we want you there we, if you're here watching the show right now, engaging with us in the chat, 
We want you there. We want to talk to you directly, and we don't want it to be under this anonymity of Twitter, of like just shouting into the void of (laughs) nonsense. Like, who cares about that shit? We love one on one. I feel like you've sucked their dicks enough. (laughs) And I'll suck everybody's. You know, I'm hungry. I want to go eat dinner, man. You're gonna suck their dicks for the next hour, and I'm trying to go eat some food. (laughs) All right, that's 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 it for real. Um. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's it. Go buy our shit on on Redbubble. <laughs> yeah, I donated. We have listen, clothes. Yeah. Listen, I I'm not going to tell that. you who I donated it to, but all the money up until like a month ago, I donated that to a family who was in need. So everything that has been bought, uh, as far as you had me at Bigfoot and charity uh, merchandise, has gone to a charity. Uh, and I, it's not gone even into the show. It's not gone into any of that. All of your proceeds have 100% gone to a charity of a family in need, of of a child in need. Um, it, it's actually a child who I donated to. So uh, if you do buy our shit, uh, it's chances are it's either going to go to a charity or it's going to go to something that uh, for the show, which it hasn't yet. But if you do, it's a charitable donation. Just just know that, and you get some cool. You had me at Bigfoot merchandise uh more is on the way but until next week i'm joe biden and i approve this message are you interested in advertising on you had me at bigfoot oh hell no reach out to us at contact at you had me at bigfoot.com